0: You are listening to 1252 Sports Entertainment. Parental discretion may be advised.
1: Woo! It's about that time.
0: Fat Mike, Chicago two, two, Sports. Two, <laughs> hey. Yeah finally here finally here shot city sports is right here updates on news get it here the rumors because we
2: keep
3: it real fat, mike. fat, mike, fat mike. sit back relax sugar, beer one of them nights hey this is carmen DeFalco falco from espn chicago and you're listening to the fat mike sports show
0: hey this is dave richard from cbs sports and you're listening to the fat mike chicago sports show
3: Hi, this is Jesse Rogers the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Hey everyone, I'm Scott Merkin, the longtime White Sox beat writer for MLB.com and proud graduate of the University of Michigan. You're listening to me on the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. This is Chuck Arline and you are listening to the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. It's the Fat. Hey, what's up? This is Greg Braggs Jr. from Braggs in the Stands
2: and you're listening to my guys on the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Hey everyone, Fred Huebner from ESPN 1000, great to be on the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. I'm Dan and senior writer for Fangraphs, and you're listening to Fat
3: Mike Chicago Sports Show. I'm JJ Stankovitz from NBCSportsChicago.com and the UnderCenter Podcast, and you're listening to the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Hey, Sparkle, you know what I listen to? It's the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show with my guy, Fat Mike. Did you listen anywhere else? No.
0: The fat the fat. Hey, 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 and we're back. Welcome back to another Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. With me as always is my buddy, my heterosexual life mate, Noah Self Angelo Ace Camacho. Angelo, what's up, my what's up, my dude? How we doing?
4: What's up, Mike? It's nice, What's going uh, nice on, to bro? see you. That last yeah. week was a, was an epic show, you know, our first on-location show, which was good turnout. It was pretty awesome to uh, get to mingle with some of the people who followed right. our show for a long time. Uh, a lot of cool prizes were won. It was a good time.
0: Yeah, it was great. Yeah, we had a great live show last week, great remote. It was, it was the first time that we all got a chance to meet one another, which was really cool. Meeting Alan, our hype man, meeting you yourself. Meeting uh, uh, Andrew and everybody else. It was a lot of fun. Got to introduce myself to all the all the women, all the drunk women in the bar on St. Paddy's Day. That was a lot of fun for Fat Mike. So it <laughs> was your a lot of fun.
4: Element right One right of now. my
0: buddies got punched in the face by Mrs. Karate Chops. Remember that? You didn't see that. yeah? No, I did not. I had yeah. to leave. Andrew's Andrew's old lady ended up decking my buddy right in the face, giving him a bloody nose. It was a typical St. Paddy's Day out here in the south side <laughs> of Chicago. Was, that's what happens out here. Is that People just get punched right in the face. But it was, it was a good time, man. All in all, it was a great time. People won. We had a jersey to give away signed yeah. by William Refrigerator Perry. We had a Dave Dewerson, uh, Wilbur Marshall. Uh, who else signed that mini helmet? Dave Dewerson, Wilbur Marshall, Richard Dent, and Otis Wilson signed mini helmets. Yeah, We had a couple foursomes over at uh, Water's Edge Golf Course out here that we gave away. We had uh, a soap basket, all that other cool stuff. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, like a opening day
4: basket. That was pretty cool basket so yeah,
0: yeah yeah it was everything we had a couple booze baskets to give yeah, away one wow. from the bar one from the liquor store that i frequent that i pay their electric
4: electricity bill at. I'm one know, i one that their... I didn't get to win any of that i brought i brought you a really nice bottle of tequila you did
0: you but did you bought What me a lot, really lot of nice people
4: don't understand beer. is last wednesday was the very first time that you and i had ever met in person yeah. every and other interaction has been over the computer on yeah. the phone so I was nice, and I was like, "Hey, you know what? Better gift to give somebody meeting them the first time when, when I first I saw you." Tequila.
0: That song was like raindrops keep falling on my head. Yeah. That song, that song sprung in my head as soon as I saw you because it, yeah, it, was it was pouring. Raining. Yeah, it, it was raining. pouring rain. But like, I finally got a chance to meet you. It was like it was like something super weird in and my I gave head. A, it was I a big it. embraceful hug. to yep. two manly big big manly men. A lot of meat. A lot, a lot of, of meat. <laughs> a lot of meat in that same. No bread. Yeah. No, in breath, my head,
4: me. in my head, I saw the meeting going kind of like,
0: uh, "Hey, what's you know, up, dude? High five! Let's get in here. We got shit to do." All
4: right, yeah, go ahead. Right, yeah, that's that's kind of what it was. Dude, was like, "Hey, you ready to yeah. go?" Like, "Where's your stuff? Put it on the table." I, <laughs> I wanted to like catch you like how they did in Dirty Dancing, how baby gets caught and then spin time on my life type. of mom. Right, yeah. But it nobody puts my,
0: nobody puts Fat Mike in the corner. You want him to lie? Because Fat Mike never fits in a corner. I
4: was in the corner last week. I was on the end of yeah, the table. Yeah, you were. Yeah. And a, a special time. thank
0: you to special thank you to Fred Huebner and David Schuster. They came out and joined us too. Yeah, oh, Angela, so we got a kick-ass show tonight here, man. We, we got a great show here tonight. We got former Bear tight end Kellen Davis joining us. You and I were talking a little bit about it before the show started yeah. here. How the guy pretty much single-handedly, I mean he he won me a he won me a fantasy championship. I'm not even gonna lie. I had him on a fantasy team. That year he had five touchdowns. It was good. Those touchdowns got me some big points, some big needed points that I needed for my fantasy team. So that was cool. So we're going to talk to him a little bit about that. We're going to bring up a bunch of cool stuff with him. We're going to talk about what it was like playing with. He got to
4: play with my favorite Chicago Bears quarterback of all time, Jay Cutler,
0: the best Chicago bear quarterback, of all time, the best, the best. Wait, wait, wait.
4: What about Mitch? Yeah.
0: Don't get me. Don't get me. We're going to ask him about that too. I know he still watches the game. He's, Listen, this guy, he knows his shit, man. I'm really excited to have him on. But after that, after Kellen, we have Randy Merkin joining us from ESPN Chicago ESPN one thousand. Yep. Hopefully, hopefully you and I could just sit back and just, and just listen let him, to him tell talk.
4: stories the whole let time. him
0: tell stories about George Steinbrenner. Hopefully, yeah. who knows? He might have a Kellen Davis story. How cool would yeah. that
4: be? Maybe he could tell the uh the Michael Jordan story. What if
0: he says Kellen Davis was a dick to him and then we can we just can't we can't hang out with Kellen Davis no more?
4: I don't know, man. It'd be it'd be iffy. We'd have to have them joust for who gets to be Right.
0: We'd have to have them on both at the same time. Like, all right, explain yourselves, damn it. Explain yeah. yourselves. Yep. But that's it'd true. be fun. It'd be fun. It'd be fun. I, I'm pretty sure Kellen Davis would bench press him with one arm now. Uh,
4: probably. Randy's a little dude.
0: Yeah. And Kellen, Kellen's, Kellen's a monster, dude. He played tight end in the NFL, dude. And that's right. That's he sad. also – Kellen also has a Super Bowl ring. Did he you does. know that?
4: Who – because he was, he was playing with the future – Bears, Chicago Bears quarterback Russell Wilson. So we're gonna talk
0: about that yeah, too. We're gonna have his stuff. ideas on a that. lot of connections it's, here. It's yeah, it's kind of weird, kind of weird, right? Kind of almost, almost as weird as having Mike North and Jim Cornelison on that same show. Remember that was Mike, a, That
4: was a weird show. Mike too,
0: North, right. Mike North started with a hot dog stand. That's Jim right. Cornelison fictionally ate ninety eight hot dogs that in was, two minutes.
4: That was proven false on the yeah. Wikipedia page. So. You still need to get somebody on there to fix that. No, and no, I,
0: I say leave it at this point.
4: We still haven't kept the uh, hashtag Jim Cornelison for the Super Bowl well, anthem. That's our Allen. hype man's problem. That's, that's Alan Bradshaw's fault. Yeah, that's Alan's Thanks, fault. Alan. Good job, Alan. Get on that, Alan. Alan, get on Jesus. this. Jesus, I tell you, sweet Pete. One man. job you had. One. You have job. one
0: job is to make Jim Cornelison sing the national anthem at the yep. football, at the Super Bowl, the, the football game. Fo- that's a little bit that bigger than that. At that one big football, football game. <laughs>
4: Yeah, that football game, you know, that we t- that we hear about all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah, that football game that's in February sometimes, you know. Yeah, who knows. But, yeah, it's going to be exciting, man. I'm excited to bring all these guys on. Kellen is actually already waiting in the green room. He's probably just be like, I can't believe I signed up to do this shit. <laughs> he's probably like, these guys are I said absolutely. That,
4: I said that when I started working with you, too. Yeah, he's like, these guys are morons. Eventually, Why am I- eventually you grow on people, so kind of like a fungus or like yeah. a wart.
0: You yeah, know. I'm kind of yeah. I'm like herpes. You know what I mean? I just come around whenever you don't want. You're not to that
4: on. You're not that unpleasant.
0: Well, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure my fiance begs to differ. But oh yeah, think, dude, check out the new setup, bro. I got yeah. lights now. Lights. Yeah, I see you.
4: I see you copied my ah, my light thing. Which I is had cool. to. I was trying to stand out and be different from everybody else on this network, but, oh, no, Mike's <laughs> got to jump on the bandwagon. Well, she also got he me lights. this
0: new kick-ass camera, and it's a quick little story. Kellen's out in North Carolina, right? So he's right. an hour ahead of us. So we got the we got the time mixed up a little bit, and I look over, and we're setting shit up here in the room, and he's watching Megan hang lights in the background. I'm like, I'm like, oh, sweet pea. He's probably thinking we're just amateurs and not doing our shit correctly here, and he's like,
4: yeah, uh, but I ended up talking with him a little bit. He's he's a really cool guy, man. I'm really like I said, I'm excited to bring him up. So this is the second time we've had time mix-ups before. Remember, we had a while ago, like one of our very first shows. <sighs> who was it? Had, Do you I remember? Don't remember who it was?
0: But we have to go back in the playlist.
4: Yeah, we'll have to go back. But our, it was like one of our first shows together. We told them seven. They were like, "Oh, well, we're going to be on at seven their time," but it was really six our time. I, I think
0: that was um, Bobby Skinner. You're uh, right, it was. Bobby from Skinner, the New York Giants. Right, yeah. of course, the fucking Giants.
4: Every New York
0: team I fucking hate.
1: Yeah, you did. And I'm
0: sorry, because I know Kellen played for the Jets. I'm sorry, Kellen. I, I I don't know how you did that, but I hate every single fucking New York sports team. The Giants. It's just because they cost the you money. Jets, I, the Jets. The Bills are Canadian. The Buffalo Bills are pretty much Canada. Leave those guys alone. Leave those guys alone.
4: All right? I do like the Bills. I, I think they're going to be... Because you know no what? one
0: circles the wagons
4: like <laughs> Buffalo the Buffalo pills. Pills. It's all right, John. Dude, I'm telling you, with Mitch on that staff, it's only oh. going up from there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Please. I'm ready to eat. I'm ready to swallow a golf ball at this point, if you tell me. I, all these Mitch Truthers, dude, they they unbelievable. There's I, nothing unbelievable. to
4: be truthful about anymore.
0: Here we go. Stop betting on shitty teams. Yeah, well time. I mean, don't go he's right.
4: we we talked about this every every talking football episode. You were like, Yeah, I'm gonna take the Jets. Like, dude, don't. Oh, I'm gonna take the Giants. Don't. And you still did it. <laughs> no. And you were still pissed off. I'm getting text messages halfway through the game and you just <laughs> I hate fucking like, I
0: feel like ah. I feel like Adam Sandler and Big Daddy, like those
4: goddamn Jets. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every time. Every single time. Was that you, you and me that? talking about how Adam Sandler was <laughs> overrated?
0: Yeah, and I think you're out of your mind. We're gonna ask Colin that question too.
4: That's a good question. But yeah, let's uh let's get this ball rolling Let's like, get
0: it going, man. It was a good that's a good warm up. That's a good warm-up. Yeah, There's other yeah. stuff we gotta to get to. I do want to talk some Blackhawks tonight, but big Blackhawks why? went last night. Just kidding. Shut up. don't listen. Because Patrick Kane deserves the heart trophy. That's he does. why he's he does. killing it. But we'll get back on that. Well, let's welcome our guest, man. He's been sitting here waiting patiently. He's probably like, All right, get me in the fucking show. I want to get out of here already. I'm tired of listening to you do dick bags talk. But all right, here we go. Here, here, are our guy, former struggle Bear, former Seattle Se- Super Bowl winning Seattle Seahawk, and Jets guy, New York Jets, the fucking Jets. Let's welcome on Kellen Davis. Here we go, man. Kellen, here we go, hey. bro. What's doing? going on, brother? Sorry, I'm bad mouthing the Jets, man. I just, I fucking hate them. Why'd you sign there?
4: Oh my
1: god, Mike. Oh, uh, at at the at the time, man, it was the right move.
0: Because <laughs> Mike, Mike
1: has Kellum, first, Mike has a my bad first history. One of the most good. We, had, we were ten and six my first season. There that's
0: you go. Massive. All right. Yeah. It's because of you. It's because of you. I should have been betting on them when you guys were going that's ten right. and six. See, I was just
4: gonna say that. You bet on them when they're bad. Should have bet on them before.
0: Right? Oh, sweet Pete. Yeah, I'm betting on them when they go one in six, one in fifteen. Right? That's right. It's yeah, my that's own true. fault. It's my own fault. And the well, one crap.
4: time you didn't bet on them, they won. That was yeah, the I know, right?
0: Go figure. Go fucking figure. Well, telling welcome to the Fat Mike Show, man. We really appreciate it to have you on here with us. And I was telling you before in, in the pre-show here when you hopped on early and when watching my girlfriend and me hang up lights like a bunch of. Retards. I didn't
4: hop on early. You got that, me late.
0: <laughs> yeah, we yeah we yeah we're sitting there trying to hang Mike's lights
4: always like, late. He's. Always I'm late. always late.
0: I I always have to have like I always got to make like that pre-show drink, have that pre-show cigarette, take that pre-show dump. You know what I mean? I gotta get it's everything like ready game. to rock and roll. He's
4: gotta get ready for the big game. I'm
0: getting ready for the big game. You ever? Uh, there we go. I'm doing my thing. You know. But yeah, welcome to the Fat Mike Show, man. It's awesome to have you. I really do appreciate it. Like we were yeah. talking prior, uh, you're 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 popping our cherry here, man. You're our first. You're our yeah, first. You, should,
1: you shouldn't say it
0: like that. How, okay. Well, how should There's I say it then? How about
4: cracking the ice? Maybe is that a little bit better cracking the ice? You're, def-
0: you're you're are you're deflowering my player right 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 how's that Is that a little better or is no, that still a little creepy still worse. okay still a little creepy All right, it's worse all right shit i'll try and i'll try and figure this out along the way but th- thank you for coming on man like i said we're really excited to have you. it's awesome let's i want yeah, no to get into the nitty want to get into the nitty gritty with you bro i want to get into yeah. the nitty gritty with you you were a part of the chicago bears here man you were drafted by the chicago bears fifth round guy you had a couple nice you had a couple really nice seasons here with the bears um you had a, a like I like I was saying in the pre-show, you you won me a championship out here in fantasy man, catching those five duddies out here. And I appreciate that. Thank you. So let me say thank you You're for welcome. that first and foremost. Thank you. You won me some money, bro. I appreciate that. Um, but uh you, you played with one of the most controversial quarterbacks in the in, in Chicago here that we've that we've had here in a long time in Jake My favorite either you,
4: quarterback.
0: Either you love him out here or you hate him out here. And I'm we there was an interview. Earlier in the year, with with a former teammate of yours, Devin, Devin Hester, he said it. Was, he was the best quarterback that he's played with, but also the most stubborn and worst teammate that he's played with. What are your feelings on that? What are your feelings
1: on Jay? My my feelings, Jay, Jay's all right, but he could definitely be a dick at times. <laughs> he could be a dick at times. So yeah. that
4: jerk face just isn't a jerk face. It's just part no, of who he is.
0: He's kind of a dick, but yeah. <laughs> Is, is is he a leader in the in, in the huddle, or is he just like, hey, run your play, get the fuck out of the way?
1: He's kind of more uh, – I'd say he's in between, somewhere in between yeah.
0: there. Yeah, okay. He
1: takes Charles when he needs to, but rest of the time it's like, yeah, let's go do your shit. <laughs>
4: <laughs> go do your shit. Do what you
1: got to do. Do what you're paid to do, I
4: think, right? I think the NFL puts a lot of pressure on quarterbacks to be the leader when – You know, sometimes you got other guys on offense that can lead a team just as much. You know what I mean? Be as vocal as you need them to be, especially if like the tight end spot, wide receiver spot. Those guys are more vocal most of the time.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So okay, so now we got the big we got the big J question out of the way. What's what? Um, there was a lot of talk here in Chicago. Here, like we said, that you you won a Super Bowl up there in Seattle after you left Chicago. Congratulations, by the way. That's awesome. I can only um. really imagine what it's like. What is it like being on that big of a stage? Unfortunately, we, weren't able, we were not able to see it in 2006. You weren't a part of that team. But we were able to see it and have hearts broken with Sexy Rexy and nobody else on that team. But you were there.
1: You played in that big game. What is that stage like? Uh, it's crazy. Um, the Super Bowl is like a whole different animal because you're, you know, for that whole first week, you know, you're at home getting ready for the game, and it's just like a normal week. And then you fly out to wherever you're going to go, and you're doing media every day, like three, four times a day. You got all you got all kinds of stuff happening. You're practicing, like, odd different times all, all the time because of the media stuff. And then it's like you finally get there, you know, and all the nerves are there. You're all built up and ready to go. And it just feels like it takes forever to actually get there. Right. Right. Oh, on, on, yeah.
0: that, on that Super Bowl Sunday, you guys obviously won your Super Bowl against Denver Broncos and Peyton Manning. Um, you guys, I mean, that was one of the most one sided, lopsided victories I've
1: ever seen in Super Bowl history. Yeah, it was, it was over as soon as that first snap went over his yeah. head, pretty much. Right. <laughs> was pretty and much was that energy way. just, was? I mean, was it just boom, done? It, this game's ours. Yeah, we we're just ready. You know, I feel yeah. like that happens a lot, in the, especially in the playoffs. Like, typically, one team's going to come out slow. Um, I don't know why that is, but that's just kind of how it's always felt. And if the other teams ready to go and takes advantage of it, you know, it's it's pretty much a done deal. Unless you have a good team, you know, like the like Chiefs or somebody who's always going to be able to have a chance to come back.
4: Yeah, that team right. is insane. You're, gotcha yeah, I mean, out. obviously
1: you still you still watch the game. You still
0: watch football as it is. Who who's your favorite team going now? Who are you rooting for?
1: Um, it's that's kinda of tough to say. I mean, mostly I just root for root for my guys that are still playing, guys that I play with or still know, you know, from working out with them and stuff. But yeah, I mean I like kinda of just gravitate towards towards players. You know, I love watching Lamar play. Yeah, he's yeah, Lamar's guy. ridiculous. Yeah, I like Pat I like Patrick Mahomes. He's he's pretty ridiculous to watch too. So yeah, I just I just like watching good players do good things on the field, man. You know?
4: Yeah, just like a fan, you know, you enjoy when a game is good, you throw it on and, and throw some cash yeah. on it. Always don't looked, be like Mike, though, but he'll lose. Don't ask Mike for any advice. I'm betting <laughs> because he'll lose you a bunch yeah. of money. Yeah,
0: I'll, you'll be broke. You'll be right. broke. All the millions that you made in the NFL, they'll be gone after after week one on Sunday. <laughs> don't don't listen to me. Don't listen to me. Uh, so you grew, you're a Michigan guy, Michigan State. You grew up out in Michigan. Are yep. you a Lions fan? What was it
1: like playing for the Bears, one of your rivals? What was that like? Well, I wasn't a Lions fan. I was a Barry Sanders fan. You know, okay. Barry Sanders, Herman right, Moore. Right. Like, love watching them, but I wasn't necessarily a Lions fan. So yeah, I didn't have didn't really have any loyalties coming into the league. There you go. There
0: you go. So we got we the Bears drafted a new tight end here last year. We drafted Cole Kamet out of Notre Dame. Uh, second round pick. I think it was what was it, the thirty-fourth, thirty-seventh, thirty-fourth pick or something like that. Yeah. Thirty fourth pick in the second round. What are your thoughts on Cole Komet? Have you watched much of him, or I didn't just get to see much of him last season. Um, we we didn't either. So I mean, they only started throwing the ball up to him the last fucking four or five weeks yeah. of the season. So it's okay, but
1: yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get to see too much of him. Um, but yeah, watch watch the team. They they had a defense for sure. And I played against some of the guys who play on that defense, and especially, you know, like Khalil. Played against he's a monster. A few times. Yeah, he's a beast. He's a for monster. Sure. I was I, As much as I'm
0: happy that we have him, as much as I'm happy that the Chicago Bears have him, it, it almost seems like the Oakland, the Oakland Raiders won that trade a little bit. That's all the talk in the town here in Chicago is we got, yeah, we got Khalil Mack. Our defense is getting a little old. Our defense is going to be too old for this offense to catch up, especially with us being put behind here having drafted uh, Mitch Trubisky, moving up with the second overall pick. Um, Have you watched any of Mitch? What do you think of Mitch, if you have watched any of Mitch?
1: I think Mitch is – I think he's all right. Um, That's that's the category I'll probably put him in is, you know, he's had good games and he's had bad games. And so, you know, he's not that consistent. I'm going to have a good game every game kind of guy. And right. I think that's why, you know, he's been kind of on the hot seat in Chicago because, you know, Chicago's always on the hunt for a
4: marquee quarterback. Right. Always.
1: Forever.
0: My entire so, life. So, go ahead, so, Kellen,
4: there There's always been this debate when Mitch was here. Like, was it Mitch wasn't able to understand the play calling and all that? Or was it the coaching not working with him? I'm curious to know. Like, when, when a player just isn't clicking with a team. Is that mostly on the player, or is it also on the coaching staff for not putting that player in a better situation?
1: Um, I mean, it goes both ways. But in in my experience, the best coaches cater to the guys that are on the team. So you have some coaches that will come in and be like, this is my system. This is how we run it. This is what you're going to do. You know, I don't care who you are. This is how we operate my offense. And if you can't do it, then, you know, kick rocks, but right. that really doesn't work. The guys who are better, you know, they look at what you guys do well and they cater to that and call more and the plays are called more. So for, for the whole team to be successful because you got your guys doing in the right position doing the things that they're good at. Right. I'm, I'm glad we're
0: touching on this here. One of my big things, like uh, we were just talking about Jay and you, your guys' teams in the, the late two thousands there, 2008, 2009, 2010, 11, there was a lot of different offensive coordinators here in Chicago. Yeah, I went through what? Three? Yeah, right. Three, three, three and four. three, three and four years, four and five years, something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was a mess. It was a shit show out here in Chicago. How much of that is – now, I always thought to myself, Jay Cutler, the reason why he never exceeded to that next level here in Chicago is because he was learning a brand-new playbook every single year. Am I close or am I way off base?
1: I mean, it, it's kind of one of those things. It's just like any other relationship. If you spend more time with somebody, you know, working with the same person, things become a lot easier because your communication is going to be better. Right. And, you know, your understanding of all the concepts will definitely be better if you're in the same offense, you know, for a couple of years in a row at least, which we never were, you know. So, right. you know, the whole team was just, you know, it's like you hit the pause button and then you start over again. And it, it's – I mean, it really taught me how to learn an offense. That's for sure.
4: That, that's what I was just going to ask. How frustrating it is, is it, as a player, you know, you learn one system, and then the next year, it's completely different, change, well, and all that stuff. I mean,
1: I remember when when I came in my rookie year, we had um, we had Turner was our was our OC, and his right. offense for the tight end was so complicated. And at the time, you know, like I had no idea what the rest of the league was like, so I, I didn't know what other offenses were like. Now looking back, and I'm like, man, what were we doing? <laughs> like, why, why did I have to check hot on this off the fourth guy that's coming out from over here that I can barely see? <laughs> but it was, it was pretty crazy. So it was a big learning curve coming in for me that that first year, just just because of the style that he called and the way the offenses run. Who,
4: who
0: was your? Obviously, you were on a bunch of different. You were on a bunch of different teams. You played with a with a handful of teams here. You played with Chicago, Seattle, the Jets. You also spent a little bit of time up in Detroit. Who was your favorite teammate, and who was the worst teammate that you've had? Um, don't hold back. Tell me if someone's a dick. Tell me. Tell me, Kellen. I want to know who's it. Well, he did. Shithead
4: Jay was kind of a dick. Jason Dick, but he wasn't the worst though. (laughs) Oh, wow.
0: Oh, see, see.
1: Yeah. Um, I think, well, I guess my, my favorite teammate would probably be Matt Forte. You know, we, we've been friends. We've been best friends since before the draft. So it was, it was, it was a lot of fun playing with him in Chicago. And then, you know, we hooked back up in in New York too. So that was pretty cool. But he also did end my career. So how did he end your career? Oh man. you, You never seen the video? Uh-uh. Please, uh uh yeah, Please, so, please explain. How, how did he end so your career? We're talking six surgeries and a holy shit nerve disorder ago. Holy uh, moly! You know, he, we were we were playing out in Cleveland and uh, we were on the goal line, and I, he was running outside, and I was blocking the safety, and then the corner came up, so I blocked both of them, and then he came through and hit the back of my elbow with his helmet, snapped it all the way back. Oh uh, shit! Could yeah, you so explain fought. it? It's making me all tight assed. God damn. Yeah. So I gave myself a pat on the back unintentionally, and that, that was all your rope, man. Tore everything. She Holy moly. Could never make it back. I had a surgery pretty much every year. Holy moly. I'm gonna I, I don't even want to watch this, man. I don't even want to watch this. So yeah, I got cut short, but you know, that's well you no still time. I mean you
0: still had a kick ass, you still had a kick-ass time in the NFL, man. I mean you you were yeah. there, man. You were there for a solid, you know, solid what five, seven, nine years? Years, nine years. Yeah, yeah got cut years. short of my ten. Got cut short of your ten. So now, do you, what other? Obviously, you know that 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 wicked injury that you took from from four, uh, Matt colliding into your elbow. There, obviously, that, that's that's absolutely terrible. Um Do you have any other repercussions of playing football in the NFL? What's the speed like? Is I mean, not trying to get it on, like, the, the CTE shit, but it is a thing. I mean, obviously, there's players that are coming out from the old days saying that, you know, that they that they they have these constant headaches and migraines and, you know, light sensitivity and stuff like that. Is any of that uh, pre- precarious to you? Has any of that happened to you?
1: No, I don't really have, like, any, any headaches or anything uh, to do with – you know, I mean, they don't. Thing is, they don't really know too much about CTE because only right. the only time you can get diagnosed with it is after you die. So it's pretty. Right. It's they pretty, can't really uh, cut your head in half. Yeah. yeah. I'd right. rather not be diagnosed. That's really right. True, <laughs> right. But, you don't uh, want yeah, to be diagnosed, right? Right. I've had too much of that stuff. You know, just my just my back though. I got the old back. I broke my had a couple of stress fractures on my back and the elbow, obviously, and yeah, man. I mean, just got miles on me so i feel a little older than i am but other than that i'm all right
0: yeah, and the funny thing is you're not too much older than i am what are you 35 you're 35 right
1: yep 35
0: yes yeah, so, see i turn i turn 33 tomorrow kellen i turn yeah, 33 tomorrow
1: like you're 60 oh uh, you're just you're just yeah well wet behind the ears
4: <laughs> yeah
1: well,
0: I, well, the problem is that I'm a lard ass, and I feel like I'm 95. Okay, <laughs> that, that's the problem. The Fat Mike isn't just a name. I, I'm literally 311 pounds. You're a solid, solid cupcakes and cheeseburgers, baby. That's you all I am. Try, you I, should
4: go try out for the Bears offensive.
0: <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the only reason I, I mean, I wasn't trying to ask that question, but I, I grew up playing football, and in, in, in hockey, and in baseball at a young age, and I've wrestled. I mean, shit. I've wrestled from the time I was four years old all the way up until I was 22, and I ended up coaching wrestling too, on at, at a local college out here and out of, at, out of my alma mater high school. Um, so I know, like, I I know the physical abuse that a body can take because I have back issues all the way up until now. Like, I mean, I I've I've thrown my back out swatting my dog on the ass, and that's why I, I had asked that question: What is the repercussion of? playing playing football from you know i mean obviously you played from at a young age all the way up to the professional level you know what it's like to that abuse you know what i mean
1: yeah oh yeah i mean it 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 adds up over time that's why you know the average career is only what two and a half years Mm -hmm. right and then benefits you know you get benefits at three years they do that for a reason right yeah i'm sure i'm sure so, uh, uh, so a little bit about
0: the Russ situation. You played with Russ, and I'm gonna. I want to get into the stuff that you're doing now. And you showed me some cool stuff. Maybe I don't know if you're on your phone or on your laptop. Maybe you come take come take us on out and take a look at what you did out there. But a little bit about the Russ situation that was a hot topic out here in Chicago. You played with Russ. You won a Super Bowl with Russ. All the talk here in town was that the Bears were going to get Russ. Is that just smoke and mirrors, or what's going on here?
1: I mean. For Seattle to let Russ go would be momentously stupid for them, regardless of how the relationship between him and Pete are. At the end of the day, Russ is going to go out and play. Right. You know, he's not going to hold out or anything like that. But, yeah, I, I don't see it happening unless, you know, some catastrophic event happens. But, yeah, I don't think Russ is leaving Seattle. Sorry.
4: I mean, it would be the dumbest move you could make. What does every team in the NFL look for? A quarterback, a quarterback. right? Of his caliber. <laughs> or like, a tight do you think end the Bears like Kellen right? Davis. No. Well, no, like, why, why are the Bears even looking at Russ? Is because they don't have anybody. So, I, I just don't see how. I
1: mean it's, it's a, a, I mean, it's good for Chicago to try, you know. Yeah. If they didn't try, you know, that would be a different story. But, then, I mean, it's going to happen.
4: And then we get
1: You going to let go of a quarterback that took you to two Super Bowls? Oh no.
4: Not when he's still like in his prime. No. You know what I mean? Like he's still playing at a at a MVP level. Right. He's
0: playing at a high clip. Right. I'm so listen, Kellen, you you've played in two major markets, man. You've played in Chicago here. You've played in New York. Son of a bitch, I tell you. (laughs) Playing in New York, you're breaking my fucking heart, man. right, but you played in New York, but then you also played in Detroit and Seattle. What is that feeling like being a part of these major market teams? Of uh, uh, opposite, playing for some of these non-major market teams like Seattle and like like Detroit.
1: Um, well, is there that much added pressure on you? I mean, you can't you can't let the pressure get to you. Because if you do you're cooked you know like you gotta you gotta stay you gotta stay on the ground and, and pay attention to what the team's doing because you know you either, you either got people telling you you're great or you got people telling you you're the, the, the worst player in the world you know and, and, it, and then you get all your stuff in between so you can't you can't let yourself get built up too much and you can't let people tear you down either so uh, for me you know was just kind of stand just staying neutral and doing my thing doing my job. But like, playing in Chicago, you know, was was definitely a great time. But the the fans out in Seattle were like above and beyond. I remember
3: it's one night man. we
1: came we came back from an East Coast game, uh, like a Sunday night game or something like that, and uh, we flew home and we lost. It was the first loss of the season, and there were still about two thousand fans out in front of our uh, out in front of our facility when we got back in the rain. Wow, Some of signs and everything is yeah, it's a totally different market out there, man. That's so crazy. That was, that was pretty cool to experience.
0: That's crazy.
4: It puts it puts Chicago fans to shame. We just we just bitch about everybody. Yeah, on the team. Even the
0: next morning, we're calling, we're calling ESPN, we're calling six seventy to score out here, be like, these guys suck. End the season. Oh, Mitch man. is the best.
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember. So the what. I think 2000, 2010, when we went to the NFC Championship, we lost. The NFC yeah. And you guys broke my fucking
0: heart. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> D- yeah. yeah uh, no, right? I remember. <laughs> we start, I believe we started off 9 and 0, then we lost our first game, and it was like the world ended.
4: <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: That's,
0: because, you know, <laughs> Kellen, you don't understand this, dude. We've been waiting for 35 goddamn years for the Bears to do something here, and that's all they do is shit the bed. Every single time, it always we, seems we
4: like It always seems yeah. like when the Bears have momentum, something the football gods just strike something down. Right, never fails. Never fails.
0: Like look at look at our asshole kicker two years ago, <laughs> hitting the fucking uprights not once but twice. Yeah, I could saw that guy's leg off, like oh, literally no, just saw it off.
4: <laughs> You're nuts.
0: <laughs> uh, what a uh, jerk. So tell us, tell us a little bit about what you got going on now. After football, what have you, what have you been up to, man?
1: Uh, Yeah. So uh, after, right after I got out, you know, just took some time spent time with my family and, you know, trying to figure out what the next steps were. And so I got ended up getting into woodworking and uh, doing custom woodworking for a while, you know, until my, until my hand gave out. And then after a couple of years, I had to give that up. And so, no, just, just actually, just just last week, I went on, and got my uh, real estate license. I finished up, uh, finished up my course, and got my real estate license, and so I'm just flipping houses and selling some real estate on the side. You know, I just nice. I got it so I could so I could save some money on the on the back end, so I don't have to pay a commission. You know, selling no, yeah. you know, selling and buying my own stuff It ends up to be a lot of money. Hell yeah, hell
0: yeah. So the custom woodworking stuff you said your hand was given out on you was that from the hit from Matt?
1: yeah so after my my last surgery ended up getting this like crazy crazy nerve disorder and so lost a little bit of uh movement uh motor function in my in my left hand so got a little bit too dicey to play with power tools
0: (laughs) right are you a righty or are you a lefty Righty. all right so you can still beat off then when the time comes right God. Oh, wow. hey, hey, it's a it's a legit question, man. A, see, he's laughing about it. I'm just fucking with you, brother. I'm just fucking with you. No, it's it's that it, 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 that does suck, man. Like you and I were talking before this. I did custom woodworking for about ten years. Yeah, you made a, that deck that you have out there. Out of, are you on your phone, Kellen, or no? No, I'm on my computer. You're on your laptop. If you can show, send me some pictures of that, man, because that's beautiful. You did a great job on that. That's absolutely awesome. Like I was telling you, I did I did Gary Fensick's kitchen. I did Dennis Rodman's kitchen. I also made medieval times doors, all at Wood Concepts out here. It was a local place up in Lamont that I was at. Um, it was—I uh, loved it. I, I absolutely loved it. Like you and I were talking, man. It was one of the coolest jobs I've ever had in my life. Especially if once it hit four o'clock, it was beer time. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you crack open the beers, you have a good time. You're doing what you're doing, hanging out with the buddies that you're shooting the shit with all day. Just the camaraderie in that was a good environment, and I just, I miss doing some of the cool stuff, watching, seeing some of the cool stuff that I've done. You know what I mean that That was that was cool. Like going to medieval times three years after I had built those doors, and then watching the jousters come out on the horses. That was yeah. cool. It's like yeah, I made yeah. them doors. I made those it's doors.
1: Finishing a piece, man, is 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 very cathartic. You know. Oh yeah, it's but, excellent. It's like it's step excellent. after step after step, and then you finally get there. You know, you get to see the finished product and actually, you know, touch it.
0: Actually, on the bottom of those doors, I'm not even joking. on the bottom of medieval times doors, where like their ground, where the ground is, like that three and a half inch piece. It was. Mm-hmm. I carved my initials in each door. MTM.
1: Yeah, MTM that to our dining room table. Uh, there you go. Car- yeah, hey. I carved my name into it.
0: You're a Picasso, man. You're a Picasso when it comes when you finish a product like that. It's good stuff. Yeah. So you now you're selling now you're selling homes. What what are you gonna you making all the millions off the homes here? You said you've got it last
1: week. What you're gonna be doing flipping them and doing everything else? Yeah. So uh, me and my wife, we'd always had uh, done rental properties, and so throughout you know throughout my career, that was something that we had done. And then just recently, we had we still had a rental in Chicago. Uh, one of our houses that we bought there, we ran it out after we left, and then we had a bunch down here in Charlotte. But we're we're in Greensboro, so we're about two hours away from Charlotte. And uh, so we ended up getting rid of those and selling them all off. And you know, then I moved into trying to trying to flip homes on my own. There you go. And you know, being being uh, a former craftsman and stuff, it's it's a lot of fun doing that. Yeah. You know,
0: I'm sure making it your and, own, know, putting your own personal and, touch on it, right? Yeah. Excellent, excellent, man. Excellent. Well, hey, man, I'm going to be the first one to invite you. Out in in August, I know you're all the way out in North Carolina selling homes and doing your thing. That's excellent. Out in August, 1252 here. We're putting together a golf outing. I'd love to have you out here. It's going to be a good time. You can come visit Chicago. It's going to be August, man. It's going to be beautiful out here at Chicago time. Chicago and summertime in Chicago is the best out of any city. You know that.
1: I love Chicago. Chicago's still probably my favorite city. So you put ketchup on a hot dog? Do I put ketchup on a hot dog? Not a Chicago dog. No. I'm there basically. you go.
0: There you go. Smart guy. Yeah, you
1: got. You got to be specific.
0: Yeah, you got to. If, you, if you're
1: going with just the old plain old dog, you got to have some ketchup. <laughs> is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. A hot dog's hot, dog dog a, hot dog. a sandwich. It's a hot dog. Don't get exactly. Who would exactly
0: even
4: say that? Hard hitting <laughs> journalism. On the yeah, that, like, we so ask the, the tough
0: questions here, her right. man. Like yeah, if you can right. still beat off, and if hot uh, dogs a sandwich. We ask the hard-hitting questions. Let me tell you, Kellen We we ask the tough ones here. <laughs> Kellen I appreciate you joining us, man. It's awesome to have you on. Thank you for coming on with us. We really do appreciate it. We're gonna have to do it again sometime if you're willing, yeah. brother.
1: Yeah, no problem, man. Hit me up. Thanks, Kellen. We really. It was
0: excellent, it. man. Next, when you sell when you get that, when you sell that million-dollar home, I want you out here telling us that you sold that million-dollar home. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. All right, brother. You take care for now. Thank you. Thank you again for coming on, man. It was it was a pleasure having you. Yeah. No problem, man. Just
3: Thanks, on. Kellen.
0: You, you take care, brother. All right, boss. Kellen Winslow, bringing the nope. heat tonight, Davis. man. Tell us what. Yeah, Kellen Winslow, Kellen Davis, bringing the heat with us. He, he dude, listen. He's telling us uh, what it was like playing with Russ. him telling, telling us that Jay Cutler was kind of a dick. Which, which we all kind of knew. You know what I mean? We all kind of knew that Jay Cutler was a dick. News. No, it wasn't breaking news. No, but, but it
4: was good to have a teammate's perspective.
0: Yes, that. exactly. You know, I wanted – because that's just one – when Devin came out with that saying that Jay was – a Jay was yeah, it was the best quarterback that he played with, but he was also the worst teammate that he had ever had. Kellen came on here with us and us, like, yeah, he could be kind of a dick, but he's expecting you to do his job. And like that, that's exactly what it was like. And I, I, I can understand that. You know what I mean? I totally understand what he was coming from because he kind of seemed like that type of guy. You know what I mean? From afar, that's what he was like. I mean, shit. You remember him grabbing Jamarcus Webb by the face mask, like motherfucker
4: blocked somebody.
0: You know what I mean? That was, I
4: always thought it was crazy how much flack he got for stuff like that, because like if he didn't do that kind of stuff, people would have been like, oh, well, this guy just clearly doesn't care. Then he goes and gets in all uh O Lyman's face because he's not doing his job. Right. But, Jay, but then he's the asshole. I don't know. I always personally thought that Cutler got a bad rep in Chicago. Um they won when they first brought him in. Devon was his number one wide receiver. Jay was so. the
0: real deal. And like I asked Kellen earlier, is that like is that a true statement that he sat there and battled fucking seven offensive playbooks in his tenure here? Is that hard to learn? Kellen Davis just now, just what twenty minutes ago, straight up told us, Martz's fucking tight end book for him was some of the ridiculous. Uh, who was it? Who did he say?
4: Uh, I forget who he here. said. Uh, who was the? Who
0: was I forget who he said. But he's like that was the that was the hard one of the hardest playbooks I've seen for a tight end. Why am I blocking this fucking guy? I don't even see him. He's not in my line of sight. You know what I mean? That's the type of stuff that you need to know. And if Jay's learning the new playbook every fucking year for crying out loud. You know what I mean? That that makes right. a big difference, man. That makes a huge difference on what a quarterback does: reading routes, knowing where his guys are. You're relearning something every every year. You're not catching onto a playbook by week until week seven, week eight,
4: right? And and that that would probably go towards another aspect of why it just didn't work when Jay was here. Um, you could have been the smartest quarterback alive, but if you're switching offenses every year. How do you even find any type of rhythm at all? Right. Not only was he switching O coordinators, but then the GM switch came, then a head coaching switch came. There was just so much stuff that just went against that team. And and when they were on a roll, what was that, 2011 when Jay hurt his thumb? Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, they were doing so well. One interception broke his thumb, and that was the end of the season. Um, and that's just always like I said, it's always something, and maybe that's just because Turner,
0: Turner, we said Turner,
4: Turner. You're right, yeah, but like it, it, it's always something, right? Cutler hurt his thumb, and then he blew his knee out, and then it's always something with 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 Chicago Bears, and now we have Andy Dalton, the savior, has finally come to town. The she red has, rocket, baby. It's isn't it red rifle. <laughs>
0: I don't he's a know. he's a boner so I call him a red rocket.
4: <laughs> can we call him Clifford the big red dog? I don't know. He's care a what boner. So him. I'm just
0: going to I'm going to ride with the red rocket baby. I'm going to ride your back. I don't care
4: what they call him as long as he can play quarterback which
0: well, Now that we're talking boner talk, now is a word from our sponsor. So <laughs> We'll be right back with you guys. Here's a quick little ad from our guys over at Nick and
2: Ivy. If you guys like beer, this is the place to go to. So go
3: Hello. Nick and Ivy makes you feel right at home no matter what the occasion is. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. Visit our website for our up-to-date tap list or to go shopping on our online store at nickivybrewing.com. That's N-I-K-I-V-Y brewing.com. Come in today for fresh brewed beer born and raised in Lockport, Illinois.
0: And there we go. Fresh quick little word from Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. I was just there on Monday with my younger brother, Jake, we had a few beers. Watched a couple of the uh, NCAA March Madness games. My bracket is totally fucking ruined. Everything in my bracket is a complete shamble and a mess. I don't think I have one team.
4: I don't think I have one team that's in the Sweet 16, not one. I, uh, I'm i not really into college basketball like you.
0: Well, you know uh, what? I, I just I, – It is the Red Rocket. Look, I
4: told you he's a boner. I don't know, whatever. Like I said, I don't care what you call him as long as he can play quarterback. But I'm not a huge – like I don't follow college basketball as much as you do. I watch college basketball, but I'm not as familiar with, you know, all the programs and everything like that. I usually get stuck watching whatever game in Wisconsin they decide to show, which is like Utah Community College versus Rhode Island – South or something I don't know. Rhode
0: Island Community College,
4: (laughs) right? So like, I don't really get like the big names around here unless it's on ESPN, like recently because of the of uh, March Madness. But right, you know, it's it's been fun to watch. I'm surprised Illinois lost. Uh, Yeah, that 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 completely
0: destroyed my bracket. Completely destroyed my bracket. Have you seen this dude from Gonzaga? This Timmy or Timmy or whatever his name is. He has like this weird like 70s porno stash. He's like this big lumbering white dude.
4: Can we get him on the show? I feel like you and him would get along really well.
0: I think we would. I'd ask him where he jerks off. Probably. That's <laughs> probably
4: what you would ask him.
0: <laughs> like, hey, hey, Timmy, where do you jerk off at, bro? What are you watching on your phone or your computer? What's going on here? Yeah. But no, no, it was. Listen, it was it. The, the NCAA bracket, dude, mine got busted pretty much day one. I mean, I was just dunzo. Ohio State losing that broke my heart even though I don't like Ohio State. But talk about a shit showing from the Big 10. I mean yeah. like an absolute garbage showing from the Big 10.
4: It was uh I feel Iowa like Iowa getting stomped this
0: last week,
4: this last like uh, on Monday. I feel like people were just happy to have it back cuz we didn't have it last year cuz of COVID. It's back this year. I think like me personally, like I said, I'm not a big fan of like I don't follow college basketball. I've made it a point to enjoy some of these games though. And it's nice it, it, the the competitive nature with the college kids is always better. I know you're not a big fan of the NBA, um, but it's nice to see these younger kids, you know, try, especially since they didn't get a chance to compete in it last year.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I know I will say this for a fact, Angelo, I didn't know how much I missed March Madness until it wasn't here. And that's for damn sure. Last year, I was like, oh, man, I'm like, okay, I understand it, COVID. But then this year, I just threw myself all in on college ball, man. I threw myself all in on college basketball. I was watching Illinois. I was watching Loyola. I was watching Ohio State, Michigan, watching the Big Ten teams, watching Texas, watching Oregon. I was all over it, man. I was right. all over it. Yeah. And then, boom, just out of nowhere, the Big Ten shits the bed, and it's, it's just bad, bad
4: news. Yeah, I mean, at this point, the only reason, like, pe- most people are watching is to bet on it now. You know, uh, like, your bracket's busted. I did a fun bracket. I Like I said, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I just pick names that I know. So, right. all those names aren't uh, – No, all the names you so. know are community colleges, yeah. so it doesn't go well. Utah State Community College and Rhode Island Southwest <laughs> community, community College. Community College.
0: Yeah. yeah, that happens. I mean, I get it, dude. I get it. <laughs> I get it. So let, let's talk a little bit out here. I mean, let's move off the bracket. Dude, we have Randy Merkin coming out here shortly. I, I believe so. I believe he's still coming. Um, I, hopefully, anyways. Um, but how about the Blackhawks last night, man? Patrick Kane. I wanted to touch base on this last night. He continues yeah, his tear, dude, with another two assists last night. In a three-two win against um, against the Florida Panthers, I mean, just absolutely, this dude has been on fire, man, all year, putting himself in in a situation where he's, I, I think he could honestly win the Hart Trophy if the Blackhawks squeak into the playoffs here. It's uh,
4: it'll be interesting <coughs> to see. The team has really played okay. Like we had we had touched on this a couple of times a few weeks back, where like. We're just enjoying this season because it was supposed to be a train wreck of a season, and it's not. Um, you definitely see that they still struggle against good teams. They have a tendency to beat the bad teams. Um, but last night was a good win. It was a good win for that team. You know, they're celebrating Kane's thousandth game, and, and Coach Q's there, and it's it, it, was, it was nice.
0: Yeah, no, it was definitely a big win for the Blackhawks. Uh, you know, having Lankan back in that last night was huge. Yep. and then you know, the, that's a, this team is so young and so dumb that they could honestly do this. They could honestly squeak into the playoffs. And I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I I'm at the point where it's like, do I like almost like at the Bears at the end of the season? Do I want them to squeak in? Do I want them just to fizzle and get that high pick? You know what I mean? Like That's kind of what I'm looking at. But this Blackhawks team is, I mean, I like what they're doing, man. I like i like the youth on this team. Yeah, Kubelik had a goal last night, 11, the 11th of, uh, of of the season thus far. Like I said, Patrick came with another two assists on the night. Lincoln in the net looks promising. Uh, Subban, on the other hand, I mean, he's bouncing back and forth. One night he looks great, the other night he looks like trash. But he, he's doing it. You know what I mean? He's doing it. Who is that?
4: This is my boy, the cat. Alex
0: Johnny oh Alex, Alex DeBrinkes. I thought you said the cat.
4: Oh no, no, the cat.
0: Yeah, but I mean, this team can do it. You know, it's it's going to be fun. And then yeah. not, outside of hockey, the the Cubs named yesterday Kyle Hendricks their starter. And I,
4: I mean, know is that a surprise? I don't know. No, no was the answer. I don't it's know. It's not a surprise. Who else were they going to put out there? Jake Arrieta, Jake Arrieta, baby. No, no, thank you. Come on. I mean, he's looked okay. How about but, the dude that
0: got arrested with a bunch of meth?
4: Dude, that guy was trying to make his money.
0: That, that dude's career. like, what? who does he think he is? Esteban Loiza?
4: Yeah, I guess.
0: Remember Esteban Loiza? Do you remember Esteban Loiza? He got caught being like a narco's dude too, didn't he?
4: Yeah, it seems to be a familiar uh, sentiment with some Chicago sports teams. Didn't yeah. we have a wide receiver that was like a big weed tra- trafficker or something like that? I forget. I forget. His name, I I forget his name. Something. I don't remember. Samuel he had Moore, a face. He had a face. That's yeah. all I need to know. He, he had played a Played wide receiver for the Bears. That's all I know. But and he sling He was slinging weed everywhere. He was slinging right.
0: weed everywhere. He was just, the weed everywhere. Man. He was just dishing it out, man. Dishing it out. So welcome. Yeah,
4: Good. No, I was no, just going like to say the the Cubs. You know, it's. I I have very little faith in this team. They always seem to play well in spring training, and then when the competition factor steps up, they yeah, I see it. I see it. I'm a Cubs fan myself. Cubs, bro. But every time the, the pressure seems to get there, they just fold.
0: Hey. Tell me on, I'm bro. wrong. You're wrong.
4: I'm not wrong. Uh, How about Eloy?
0: Is he yeah, I know what happened. Did he fall into another net uh, and break his leg or
4: what? I don't know. I guess so. I'm gonna start calling him fishing net. Yeah, officially looks like like wicked tuna. You ever see that show yeah. where they they're like Alaskan yeah. fish? Just start calling him wicked head. tuna. Yeah, that's a great name for it. Wicked is. tuna. Yeah, it's a wicked tuna. around in the net, it's ridiculous.
0: He's always remember we had we had we asked we had Freddie on a few weeks back, Fred Ubner. Yeah, over under on how many nets he falls in. Yeah. I mean, what did he put the number at? Like six and a half?
4: Six, yeah. That's a, That's a lot. That's a lot of Nets to fall into. So,
0: um, if he fell into
4: one, that's already one down. The season hasn't even started. Right? Yeah, I know, right?
0: So, I know. So welcoming on. He's a big Cub fan, too. I know this. He, You know, his brother is a big-time White Sox guy. I don't know what's going on with these guys.
4: Hey, my dad and my uncle were are the same way. Uh,
0: Same way. welcoming on from ESPN Chicago, ESPN 1000, our guy. He's he's now he's a he's a returning guest now. So now we can actually call him a friend now, like a friend of the show. This is awesome, man. How about this? We're welcoming on Randy Market. Randy, what's going on, brother? How we doing? Mike, how you doing?
2: Andrew, how's it going?
4: Nice to nice to talk with you, Merk. Yeah. You're back, man. You
0: you decided to come on back. You must have had a little bit of fun the last time we Absolutely.
2: were. Absolutely. Absolutely. There that we was go. was a good
0: time. This is excellent, man. This is excellent. Thanks for joining us once again. We really do appreciate it. We want to talk Welcome. a little bit of everything with you, man. We yeah. want to talk, we want to talk how, how you know how you get all these big name dudes on your show. You're the man. Yeah, you know, we want to hear some stories. When it, we want to hear some work stories, we're just gonna hang out and let you talk, let you run the show from here on out. Okay. How's that sound? Yeah. Sound like a plan? We're gonna hey, like, it's whatever all you, you want. dude. It's all no, no, no. Okay. Well, obviously, we're talking here a little bit about the Cubs. In in the White Sox, kind of branching off here a little bit, but uh, the Cubs named Kyle Hendricks their starter yesterday. Um, on a team on a team of pitchers that can't that uh, that struggle to throw ninety miles an hour, how are you feeling about our Cubs projection this year, man?
2: Uh, I actually I actually like the Cubs this year. Um, my biggest concern with the Cubs is if it comes All Star break or around the All Star break or. Trade deadline and they're two three games out of first place or two or three games out of a playoff spot. Will they throw in the towel, trade Bryant, you know, move assets and just try to start over? Because uh, I'm not sold that this division is very good. I mean, the Pirates stink, right? Right. The Reds. The Reds got rid of. I mean, a lot of guys like Trevor Bauer is not back, obviously, and uh, you know they're just not. They won't be as strong this year as they were last year. Um, and, you know, the Brewers are fine. You know, they're, they're good, 85, 87 wins. And the Cardinals can't hit, you know. And, and who's going to pitch on the Cardinals? Who's going to pitch in the outside of Flaherty? And, okay, Wainwright's back again, you know. I mean, but he, I mean, how much longer can his arm hold out, you know? It right. um, brought Molina back. Uh, Wong's gone. Arenado's good, very good defensively. Uh, outside of cores all year, I don't know if he'll put up the same kind of numbers. And if you look at the the uh the rest of their lineup, you know, I watched them in the postseason, they, they couldn't hit. And so I, I, I think the Cubs I'm not saying the Cubs are a lock to win the division, but I think the Cubs can easily win win this division uh this year. I I, I have I have more confidence than a lot of people do in the Cubs right now.
0: Yeah, I mean I'm a diehard Cub fan, man. I'm a diehard Cub fan. I think it's and what's be a what's let's be it. honest.
2: They're just, you know, it's a it was a shortened season last year. It was it, you, you basically throw all the numbers out because it was a mess. No one knows what to think. And like guys, like you know, as they say, you always play to the back of your baseball card, right? Rizzo is right. going to come back. Bias so will have a better year. The one guy I can't figure out is Bryant. Like I just don't know, like what's going on with him over the last couple of years. Like he's not been the same player. He's got he's he's the most talented player on the team, um, but he has not been the same player. Uh, you know, Ian Happ was really good last year. He was probably their best overall hitter. Jason Hayward's fine. You're not moving that contract anyway, so you're stuck right. with Jason Hayward. He's, you know, a real good defensive player and hopefully he gets you 15 home runs. But, uh, you know, I th- obviously, you know, Kyle Hendricks is going to be good some starts and then he'll have those awful starts where he gets knocked around where he's, you know, he's, he's around the zone too much. Um, who knows about Arietta? I mean, he's pitched well in the spring, but. We also know Jake, you know, throws 90-91 now, so he's another guy who's got to hit his spot. So uh that that's the, probably the biggest concern about the Cubs is their starting rotation. They don't miss a lot of bats.
0: Right, exactly. And you you were just saying you just touched on on Chris Bryant. He hasn't been the same over the past few years, and I've said this I don't know how many times, Randy. I mean, I don't know, honestly, Merck, I don't know how many times I said this. He hasn't been the same player since he got bounced in the head.
2: Right. Yeah. yeah. Playing yep.
0: He really hasn't been the same guy. And we've seen guys just, their careers just go downhill after they get bumped bumped in the head.
2: You know, uh, Sammy Sosa during his prime got hit in yeah. the head by Salmon Torres. And it took him like three, four months. And I think he even admitted it after the fact that they had to get the confidence to go lean over the, you know, the heart of the plate and try to get that outside pitch. You know, like, right. um, yeah, I mean, listen, that. I'm not going to tell you what it's like to be in the batter's box when someone's throwing 99 at your head, you know? So right. I'm not going to say, well, come on, Chris, toughen up because, right. you know, like, <laughs> take that, off the skirt, Chris, tell you yeah, fastball. that's, that's tough. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, if he, you know, he was so good, like those first couple years, what rookie of the year MVP, and even the year after he was a really good player. Um, so you know, I, I like, I'd be curious to see what happens. I, I think if you, if you gave me like, uh, a list of guys who will be Cubs, you know, past this year, he'd probably be last on the list. I just don't think, you know, that his value, they probably have higher than what it is, you know, Scott Boris and himself and, you know, Tom Ricketts has made it pretty clear that he's not going to be spending a lot of money. So I'm guessing they'll, they'll try to re-sign Rizzo and Baez. um, Hopefully get both of them done and then, you know, work around that and try to rebuild that farm system and kind of retool while they're rebuilding, you know, and hopefully stay competitive in a division that's not very good. Well,
0: I mean, like you just said, you said Ricketts isn't going to be spending a lot of money, but he's, he sure does. Sure as well, as shit seems to be finding a lot of money, Mark. Yeah, uh, And one of that, one of those money, one of, some of that money went to our new addition of Jacques Peterson. Um, how do you, and it's a question from the chat here, how do you feel um, that the addition of Jock Peterson will affect the Cubs lineup?
2: I mean, I think it's good. Like you know, um, you know, it, I think like in LA, you know, he he uh, he was never really considered the guy. You know, he was always just kind of like whatever we get from Jock is great because that team is so loaded. Um, sometimes when a guy as talented as Jock Peterson gets a fresh start, it just like opens his eyes. I know he's had a great spring. I don't really put much value in spring training, you know, because sometimes guys are throwing you cookies because they're trying to work on a certain pitch or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. but like, you know, I, I, I think it's pretty cool. He said that like right away, as soon as he got traded or as soon as he got signed that he got a, a call from a, a number, like a three, one, two number. And he thought it was the Cubs, someone from the Cubs. And it was Jason Hayward, you know, welcome him to the team right away. And he felt like that, you know, what a, what a great move that was. I think, you know, people are saying, well, he's Kyle Schwarber, right? Isn't he the same, same hitter? Basically strikes out a ton, can it left hitting pitching and hits home runs. Um. Yeah. Maybe. I don't. You know. Listen. I. I think they had to move on for Schwarber. I just. Yeah. I just thought it was time. They like, did a you know. little
0: too late, too, Mark. They did it a little too late.
2: Yeah, you're probably right. Um. You know, and like some Cup fans are really upset that John Lester is not here, and you know that they all of a sudden found the money for Jake Arrieta. Right. Listen, I love John Lester. You know, one of the best free agent signings in Chicago sports history, but. You know, it was tough to watch him pitch last year. I mean, he, yeah. he, he, he couldn't get a lot of outs. You know, he, he didn't go deep in the games. And I, I think it's a better move, you know, uh, going for Arietta than it is for, for John Lester. So I think the Cubs made, even if they, you know, supposedly just found the money, had got the money later in the offseason, I think it was a good move. So I'm pretty confident that this team's going to be competitive at least this year. I don't think they're going to be a really bad baseball team. There's still too many good players on this team. Uh, for them to be bad. The, the one guy who I'll scratch my head at because he, I still don't, I just don't know what, you know, he's still throwing hard and he still looks like he's got electric stuff, but he just can't get anyone out anymore. It's Craig Kimbrell. And I know it's his final year of his three-year deal. It's been a disaster. You know, it just, it didn't work out. Um, but, and he's the guy, probably a prime guy. If if they are not doing well, they'll get moved. But I don't think you can get much for him. But I'd love to see him come out. And i and he'll never be Atlanta Brave, Boston Red Sox. Craig right. Kimbrell anymore, that, you know, like some people say Hall of Fame, Craig Kimbrell, but I'd like to see him, you know, get a three ERA and get some saves this year for the Cubs because, you know, that just that's so demoralizing when you have a lead and the guy comes in and just blows it.
4: Last the, year was almost automatic in the beginning of the year when he would come in you're just like, oh, geez, here you go. Yeah. Was, he was giving up games left and right.
0: Right, right. The one thing about Craig, Kimbre- Craig Kimbrell that I noticed, okay, the thing that used to drive me nut. The thing that used to drive me nuts. Who was Davis? Davis. What Wade Davis? Wade Davis. All right. He was unbelievable for that year. Whether he was here with the Cubs, right? Yeah, yeah. But remember, he always put him. I mean, I don't know. He had what thirty? So he had thirty some odd saves, maybe even yeah. forty saves that year. Um, he always found himself in a dirty inning of his own doing, All right? There was always a guy on first and third when he got the save. Yeah. It drove me nuts. It, yeah. it was the and they're down by one with one out. You know, right. I was like what are you guys doing here? But he would always do it, and that's the difference. Wade Davis manned up, balled up, got it going, shut the door down when when he had to, and then Craig Kimbrell does the same exact thing. It's always he always sets himself up in a dirty inning, but can't close it out. I don't know right. what happened, but something happened.
2: Do you, do you remember? I think it was the national series in the playoffs that Joe had to use Wade Davis for like two and a third or almost, I think, three innings to get the, get the save. And he basically ruined him for the next series. Like, I yeah. don't think he even pitched much because nope. he was, you know, he was older guy and he just, just, you know, threw his arm out. And I don't even think the next year, I don't think he was the same pitcher. Nope. When he, he Who, bounced
0: on to Kansas who's City. Who's the guy
2: from the Dodgers that was a disaster? I'm, why am I drawing a blank? The closer. They uh they had for the last two years Jensen, can um, Jensen? Jensen. Yeah, no, no. The Cubs had him. The, um, he was on the he was on the Dodgers. He pitched all seven games in the World Series, and then the Cubs signed him the last two years. Uh, he got hurt because Morrow. Joe. Who'd you say, Brandon Morrow? Yes, Joe used him like Dude. three straight games in the Mets series when he wasn't supposed to. He was basically toast after that. And then last year they signed him to a minor league contract, and he just he just couldn't pick. More, but I was I was surprised they signed him because Theo and Jed are so smart, and he pitched every game in the World Series, and I'm like, and he pitched basically almost every game in the postseason. I'm like, boy, you know what? I don't know if I'd go there because these relievers are so, you know, they're great one year and then they stink the next year, and you know they have arm problems so easily. So I was I was hesitant on that one. Um, you know, closers are easy to find. You can make a guy into a closer, but. I'm always leery to spend a lot of money on a guy, just be a closer like that, just because, you know, it's it, it it's a fickle position, man. You can be great one year and just stink the next year.
0: That is hands down the most frustrating signing and the most bogus signing that I have ever seen in Chicago Cubs history is Brandon Morrow. I'll
2: say Milton Bradley tops that one.
0: Yeah, Milton Bradley's bad. Milton Bradley's really bad, but somehow, but at least Milton Bradley played.
2: Yeah, but Milton Bradley like made no sense because at the time they had, I think they had just won back-to-back divisions. Uh, they now they blew it. They panicked because they just choked against the Dodgers. They were the best team. They think they won 98 games that year, and they were they were you know the the favorites to go to the World Series, and just things didn't work out. And they got rid of DeRosa for some reason, and Jim Hendry's like. Hey, we need a spark. Let's let's sign this crazy guy who can hit the ball every once in a while. And Milton Bradley was just a disaster from the minute he came into the Cubs, he became a Cub. He was just awful. Just yeah, awful.
0: Milton Bradley, Milton Bradley was pretty rough. Let's bounce yeah. on over to the Sox. I know that you're yeah. a Sox fan. I know you're a Cub fan. Your brother Scott covers the Sox. We have him on here quite a bit with us over at the Fat Mike Show here, man. I love Scotty. Scotty, he just had a birthday too. We just wish him a birthday, too. Yes. So he, he's he's getting old now. What is he? Forty nine. Forty nine. I'm fifty. <laughs> he's fifty five. I, I had to bust your balls a little yeah. bit. I had to bust yeah. your balls a little bit. But yeah, no, we have Scott here on here with us from time to time, and he covers the White Sox. I'm going to ask you, a Cub fan, how does it feel in the in, in the back seat in Chicago when the Cubs have been the favorite, the fan favorite of Chicago, forever, and now everybody's on hopping on this White Sox train. How does it feel for you?
2: So, uh, first of all, let me let me address. Uh, I actually I used to really dislike the Sox years ago, and now I've gotten to the stage in my life where I just don't have the vitriol to dislike the Sox anymore. <laughs> I don't. I, I I actually I like them. They're they're a fun uh, team to watch. Uh, they are. They are, Mike. I mean, they are. Like Lucas, I love Lucas Giolito. I love uh, Anderson. You're breaking my heart. I uh, breaking my I heart. Mean, who, who doesn't want to watch uh what's his name play? Who when my uh Luis Robert? I mean he's he's great. Yeah. But uh who doesn't yeah, I mean, want the com- who doesn't that- want the comedy value of watching Yes watching Eloy Jimenez running to a net. Yes. Uh so this yeah. the Sox are you know the, the weird thing about the Sox is even though they're the better team now, clearly they're they've got, you know, their 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 arrows much higher than the Sox. The Cubs, I mean, I still feel like it's the Cubs like the fan base is still much stronger with the Cubs. I still feel like the Sox fan base is, it's and it's a strong, like, they are, they are, they defend their team to the end. But, like, the Cubs, for some reason, are still the team in this city. Um, but, like, hey, obviously, the Sox have it all set up this year for them to have a great season. Uh, from, you know, from the top down, they got a new announcing team, Len Caspers, with us at ESPN. Yeah. We're psyched for that. He's awesome. That makes me so uh, mad. And, that
0: makes me so mad. But it's happy to hear them I mean, I, because I'm. An, I, I listen to esp 1000 all day, but having them yeah. leave the Cubs, to the White Sox, that's yeah. just like a, that's just another kick right in the nuts. Yeah, you know what
2: I mean. Yeah. But but uh, you know, um, we'll see how how the Sox uh, how the socks do because sometimes when you have all these expectations, comes a lot of pressure. Comes and sometimes you don't play up to that level. Like I've seen. You've seen so many teams that come into the season, right, that are like, wow, they're going to dominate. And for some reason or another, it just doesn't work. So, uh, like, I I mean, you know, Sox fans are always going to – it's always going to haunt them every time they watch a highlight from a San Diego game, right? Because who's, like, the most electric player right now in baseball outside of Mike Trout? It's Fernando Tatis, right? right? I mean – and they're gonna just—they're gonna look at him, and they're gonna be like, "My God, James Shields!" You know, I mean, <laughs> James Shields. You know, so. <laughs> but like, Rick, Rick, James, the, Shields, Rick, oh, Rick, James Shields, oh, done well. I mean, right? He's—he's—he's he's, he's built that team up, and you know, he's got the good closer to, and you know, to even though May was good last year, but I'm—I'm uh, I'm excited to see how this team reacts to being, the, you know, the hunted now instead of always. Being kind of the you know upstart team now everyone's saying hey this is the one of the favorites to win the World Series.
4: And,
0: and going go, branching off that here a little bit, Mark, Obviously they you know they they got rid of uh, uh, their their old manager. I'm drawing a blank. Ricky company, Renteria. Ricky Renteria. For some reason I want to call him Frankie Renteria. I don't know <laughs> why. Ricky Renteria. They got rid of Ricky Renteria and they brought yeah. in Larusa. Uh-huh. How do you feel that move is going to react to this young team? I know I've heard you on ESPN one thousand, ESPN Chicago talk about it a little bit with Carm, with Yurko, right, with everybody else there. But how, what are your real feelings? Do you think he's gonna be able to fit well with this young core of team?
2: Uh, you know, I mean I mean, you don't forget how to manage, right? I mean, right. I know it's it's a different age, different different group. I mean, Tony's managed some of the, the biggest personalities in sports. You know, like in can McGuire uh, you know, those, those crazy, uh, age teams, they had some crazy guys and I don't know. Like, I, I mean, he knows a ton about baseball. I've never been the biggest Ricky Renteria fan. I feel bad for him because I think he's gotten kind of the short end of the stick now in both teams, and the White Sox. I feel the same way. But, um, listen, I mean, you know, it was a strange move. It was a strange hire. And when I first saw it, I was like, oh, they're doing him a solid, they're having him, you know, giving an interview just because Ryan, he, Rains or him are so close, and then it kept building steam, and I'm like, they're going to hire this guy, you know, this is the guy they're going to hire. So uh, I'm a little, little shocked that uh, he's, he's here, and he's, but, um, I mean, the players seem to like him, and they seem to be excited to learn from. Him. I mean, guys won three World Series, right? So okay, okay show us what you got. So you know, I mean, you know, and I mean, who knows? Maybe they're, they're grooming someone in two or three years to take over for Tony. Hopefully they, they figure they'll try to get one world series out of Tony over the next three years. And then bring a young guy up, you know, in I don't know if he's right now in double or triple a managing and take over for Tony, but, um, you know, let's see, improve it. Right. And, you know, early on you heard like some of the players, like Tim Anderson saying, we'll see, but now they're all, they're all buying in. They're all buying in. So I'm, I'm just going to sit back and watch and see how he does. But, um, Listen, here's what I tell you. How old is the president of the United States, right? He's like 76, 77, Joe Biden. Yeah. So Tony La Russa is 76. He can't manage a baseball game for three hours every day? I mean, it's not that difficult. <laughs> point, you know, he's, he's not making life or death decisions. He's deciding whether he's going to go to a lefty or righty of the bullpen. You know what I mean? Right. A lot, a lot of this is decided on the field. The manager – I know Fred Hubner's a big guy that managers have no impact at all on a game. Right. I'm a little different. I think they do have an impact. I thought Joe Madden had a huge impact, both positively early than negatively at the end. Um, negatively,
0: but, definitely in the World Series.
2: Yeah. Right. So, but I th- I think Larusa. I think Larusa will be fine. I I do. I, I think it's too much talent on that team for anyone to screw this up. You know. So I think that that he'll be okay.
0: Which team ends up with the better record, Cubs or Sox?
2: Um, let's see. Cubs are in probably a weaker division. Uh, that, that's suppose, why
0: I asked the question. Because yeah, I, I still, it, I,
2: the Sox are going to win 92, 93 games. I don't see the Cubs above 86 or 87. So I, I'll say the Sox. There you go. There you yeah. go. Yeah. All right.
0: So Randy, I love your stories, man. It's been a minute since we've seen one. I need, I, I need a Randy Merkin story, man. I need a Randy Merkin story. So give us one. Give, give us a couple here, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you do the I'm gonna let you run the show now. I'm just gonna sit on okay. my fat ass here and let let you do the thing. I want to um, hear some Randy Merkin stories. Let's hear one that we haven't heard yet.
2: I'm gonna let okay. you go. Go right ahead. Okay, I'll tell one. This is um I, I, I'm i considering doing this one for my next one. It's a story. Um, Rick Majerus. You guys know who Rick Majerus is, right? No. You don't know who
0: Rick Majeris is? No, maybe a little I am a little
2: out of date. What's who's okay, Rick right, I'll, I'll, I won't do that story because I don't want I don't want to do a story that you guys don't know. Let's see if I can find my
0: um I can Google him, you know. I'm not, you know.
2: <laughs> you, you, you've never heard of Rick Majeris, Then you've never heard of Al Maguire, have you?
0: Al McGuire. Uh yeah, I've heard oh, of Al McGuire, yeah. I'm 33. You, 33. 33 tomorrow. Okay. 33, 33 tomorrow. Wow, happy birthday. Thank you, thirty three tomorrow. I appreciate it, man. Thirty three tomorrow. That's how I got all these. That's how I got the new camera. I'm no, I'm no longer fuzzy. Wow! My fiance bought me a new camera. She bought me some stripper lights. How there cool is that? Yeah. There
2: you see? go. Um, all right. So you've never heard of Rick Majerus? I don't want to do that story. I'm trying to think of a good tournament story. I've got um,
0: NCAA tournament. There we go. Okay. Yeah,
2: but I, I, I mean, there's a lot of good ones, but uh, let's see here. Um, I will do. Uh, let me think here. I'll do Jose. You know you've heard of Jose Canseco, right? Of course, I've heard of Jose Canseco. He okay. just
0: got his ass whooped by Billy Football.
2: What What did you say?
0: He just got his ass whooped by Billy Football. Yes, but supposedly he took a dive, right? Yeah, he took a dive.
2: Yeah. Um. All right. So wait, hold on. I'm trying to decide if I should do the Jose Canseco story. All right. I'll I'll do. Um. Hold on. Let me think here. Well, I'll do for I'll do Snoop Dogg. How about that?
4: I like. Snoop We were too. just talking about Snoop. Angela wants Mike. to be his.
2: Angelo wants to be his bodyguard.
4: Well, because Mike's camera used to be so foggy, you could barely see him. It looked like he was in a Snoop Dogg music video. Okay, so that's how it got started talking about Snoop Dogg, and I was like, right. hey, you know, maybe I should message the guy. And, and I'm a big guy; I could try out for a security detail. There you go.
2: You know. Uh so years ago, it was like um, uh, we we had James. You know, guys, you know who James Brown is, right? The guy from CBS. Yeah. Okay, so he was hosting a show for us, but he was working cbs at the super bowl so he couldn't do it so we hired deon sanders for three days to do the shows and he didn't want to do like the normal super bowl guests like on radio row they would give you like all these guys that are doing it. he's like i don't want any part of that i'm gonna book my own guest so he booked snoop to come on and uh i had to call him i was back in. i didn't go to the Super Bowl, so i was back in the studio so he gave me snoop's number so I call him up and I'm like, I'm not a rap guy. Like I just, I just have never, you know, I, I've loved Snoop. You know, I love his, you know, he's great in old school. The, his commercials are great. He's so great old school. I, I, I call him up and I'm like, uh, some guy answers. I'm like, Hey, is Snoop around. And he's like, Who, who's calling? And I'm like, um, it's uh, Randy with Dion. And he's like, all right, hold on one second. So he, you know, Snoop picks up the phone. And he says like, Shizzle, a dizzle but some something and i'm like i'm sorry and he goes dizzle something you know something else and I'll, again i'm like i have no idea what he's if if that means put me on the air so i'm like snoop i i apologize I'm, I'm not sure you know what you're saying and he goes put me on the air fool and i'm like all right you got it so he goes on with dion he was great you know 10 minutes you know just talking back and forth and i pick him up after done. i'm like hey snoop you know i apologize uh i didn't understand you know i didn't know what that meant to, you know put me on the air and he's like oh no all good all good my brother we're good we're good so then i'm like all right no problem So then uh like a two years ago he's on windy city live and danny zetterman who was producing i think i think he was producing coming i can't remember what was what the situation was asked asks his handlers if he'll come on and he comes over Comes on uh, with Carmen and Yurko, like, for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. He's great. Just, you know, shooting the shit with the guys on the air and off the air. He's real friendly. Comes out. There's obviously a line from our station of people that want to take pictures with them and autographs. And I'm just sitting there talking to him. Like, you know, and, like, Waddle comes down. And I'm like, Snoop, can you believe this guy played in the NFL for five years? And, you know, was over there <laughs> and he's like, for real? And I'm like, yeah. And then, you know, we're just talking. And he goes, hey, you know, um. He's like, you guys want to stop by my my suite later tonight? We'll, you know, we'll be getting high or whatever. You know, we you know he like invited us, and we're like, all right, you know, thanks. We didn't go, but like, uh, super nice guy, like great guy,
0: dude. That so, that's one of that's one of my life. That's a great story, that by is, the way. That's a good great story. story. Yeah. yeah, I just this before COVID, um, I went to go see Willie Nelson live in concert, right over here out in out in Tinley Park here. Yeah. And he was absolutely unbelievable. But I was trying so hard, so hard to just hang out with Willie Nelson and just smoke a joint with him, smoke a dube with him. Like it, there is two people before I'm dead or before they're dead, I want to just yeah. sit, hang out and have a dube with Willie Nelson and Snoop Dogg. And those okay. two guys smoke
2: together all the time. Yeah. Two, I mean, I can't believe you turned that down, smoking down a dupe with Snoop Dogg. That would have been awesome. I've got a picture with him, but you know, I won't be. It make it. Won't be justice to put it on on my phone just to see it. But uh, so another another good one is uh, is T O. You guys know who T O is, right? Terrell Owens, of course. Okay, I just want to make sure because you know you don't know who Rick Majerus is. I'm shocked by that. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, so T O is in the middle. Do you guys remember when he was in all of his battles with was the Eagles, and then he was going to go to the Ravens, and then he was going another to another Dallas. So. Um, I'm working at this national network called sporting news and he uh, uh, our our NFL insider who works for the magazine had just spent like four days with him and so we get you know get on the inter having him on I said hey um to good guy he's like great guy and I'm like really and he's I'm like hey you got his uh, got his number and he's like yeah but you know you didn't get it from me I'm like of course and I, you know I know that that's that's like the cardinal rule you know you, you never Reveal your source where you got the number from. So, I tell the two hosts, I'm like, hey, there's an outside chance, you know, we're, you know, we might have To next segment. So I call him up. Some guy answers, and like, I'm like, To, and he's like, no, who's this? And I'm like, hey, can you put To on the phone? And he goes, who's this? And I said, it's Randy with Sporting News Radio. And he goes, hold on. And he's like, To, pick up the phone. Someone, you know, whatever. So To picks phone. I'm like, To, it's Randy with Sporting News Radio. He goes how the fuck you get my number? And I'm like, uh, you know, I just had it. And he's like, and he starts screaming. He goes, how the fuck you get my number? And I'm like, hey, man, you know, like, I, I, I'm I not going to tell you how I got it, but, you know, I someone gave it to me and, listen, we want to put you on and tell your side of the story. And he's like, you know, where the fuck you get my number from? And I'm like, Tio, instead of yelling at me, come on the air and tell your side. He goes, yeah, good idea. And he came on like for 15 minutes, told his, whole when he was like he was great. And then afterwards, really friendly to me, After you know, didn't yell at me again for, you know, calling him in the, you know, his, his, at his home. And uh, it was good. It worked out well. So, yeah, those, those are a couple of good ones. You know, like when you're booking guests, like, you know, you're going to, you're going to get yelled at. you know, you know, you're going to like get, you know, someone's going to tell you to go blank off most likely, right. you know, um, like there's certain guys like that. I call and I'm just so nervous that that was, you know, so nervous to talk to like, um, you know, old school guys like Bill Parcells, you know, who who would just rip your you know what off if you called them in the hotel, you know. Right. Um, but like, you know, what's the worst that happens? Someone yells at you, you know, um, and S.I.D. calls and, and screams at you, um, you know, like, so. OK, great. So, I mean, I'm I'm never disrespectful to anyone. OK. Right. And if someone says no to me, I don't like scream at them and say, How come you're not coming out? I'm like, I understand, you know, thanks for and thanks anyways, but like all I ask on the other end is just, you know, don't treat me with you know, you don't have to like freaking, you know, go off on me. If you, you just say no, you know, it's it's cool. I'm not gonna we're done after that. I wipe wash my hands and we're you know, we're good. So exactly.
0: Yeah. I, I have a story of the same where somebody called me and yelled at me, I'm not gonna give out names. I've already given it up before, and then I got yelled at from from for for mentioning him on the air
3: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> but uh but yeah that, that was uh it was uh, it, that was fun i liked getting yelled at and randy you know like uh, angelo really quick randy has helped me a lot in this game man randy has given me a ton of advice i'm not even joking like i have shot him a text like hey man how do i do this uh-huh. and randy's like he's like hey man just be easy just yeah. be you just be yeah. you and it'll all fall into place it's you and know what
2: it's it's all it's all about relationships, right? Like it's right. all about how you treat people. And another key thing is like don't always call someone up asking them for something. Like just like you know, like uh, I check every day, you know, for just for if, if anyone's fun's birth, you know, someone's birthday. Like you know, like yesterday was Jason Kid's birthday. He's come on a couple of times in the past, so I just sent him a text. He doesn't know me really that well, but I just sent him a text that said Happy birthday, you know, right, right. Um, like Jim Beheim came on yesterday. Like I've, I have a decent relationship with him. Like it's pretty cool that like the I don't, you guys probably, I don't know if you remember this, like six, seven years ago, maybe a little more than that, maybe eight or nine years ago, he was in like, a six overtime game against UConn in the big East tournament. Okay. The game went to like two 30 in the morning and beat, um, next morning. I'm like, like, like I have this mindset, like if a big story break, like that happens. I'm like, I'm getting that guy on tomorrow. So I remember right. saying Bayheim's coming on tomorrow. I'm getting him on. Uh, so I, it was like 1030. I'm like, all right, I think it's safe to try him." So I, I had, I found the hotel they're staying at, which isn't that easy to do by the way, in New York city. I mean, there's like 50 hotels that you could pick from, but I found them and he didn't answer. And I'm like, all right, probably still sleeping. Uh, and then I had a cell phone. So I, I called his cell phone, didn't answer. I'm like, oh, I'll try one or two more times. And then I see on the, the studio hotline, his cell phone number is calling the hotline. I'm like, oh, this can end really good or really bad. He's either going to like wipe me up, you know, <laughs> for calling him or he's going to come on. And I was, I, you know, I answered and he was like, Hey, uh, I see that someone tried to call me on this number. And I'm like, yeah, that was me coach. And he was like, w- w- what'd you need? I said, you know, I know it's uh, I know you're probably on no sleep, but we, you know, willing to come on. He's like, yeah, absolutely. So he was great. And, you know, like sometimes you take a chance on that, and, and it works out. So, um, you know, like I remember Jim Calhoun, his last championship. Um, he that that was the year you guys probably don't remember this. Like he went off on reporters a bunch of times. He was really cranky that year. He wins the championship. Like next morning, I'm again. I'm like, I'm getting Calhoun on, and I call up, and they're like, he's got a DND on his phone, which means do not disturb. And I'm like, okay, what time does he have that on till? And I'm like, they're like, until like one o'clock. And I'm like, well, that does me no good since we're off the, you know, we're up, I say, do me a favor, just tell him ESPN radio wants to talk to him. I didn't say ESPN Chicago, I said ESPN radio. So they they ring the room and he answers. And I'm like, Coach, you know, it's Randy with ESPN Chicago. How you doing? And he goes, how'd you, you, know, why are you bothering me? And I said, uh, and I <laughs> said, you, oh, you, you just won the national championship, you're third. And he's like, yeah, I'm not doing any radio interviews. I said, coach, come on, man. I said, you're, you know, you're, you just won your third championship. You've got nothing else. You know, what do you have to just, just do five minutes with us. And he paused for saying, he's like, all right, just put me on. And, he was, on, <laughs> and you know, he was, he was great. They had some fun with him about like, you know, you know, like uh, when he went off on the reporters and he, you know, he had, he was joking around about it. So um, these guys are all, they're fine. You know, like some guys you just know not to bother at certain times. Like, I'll give you a great example. Like, Yurko uh, played for Andy Reid. He was, you know, Andy Reid wasn't the head coach of the Packers. Andy Reid, Sean Payton, Tom Coughlin, Mike Holmgren, Brett Favre, Steve Mariucci, John Gruden, all these guys freaking love Yurko, okay? I mean, like, Andy Reid, like, is, like, scary how much he loves him. So Andy Reid wins the Super Bowl two years ago. I had the hotel. I didn't even realize I had his cell phone. I forgot I had it. So I called <laughs> the hotel, and I said, Andy, can I have Andy Reid's room, please? And they're like, um, sorry, sir, he's not accepting phone calls. And I said, do me a favor. Tell him it's Yurko. So literally a second later, I, I heard that. all I hear on the other end is, Yurko! And I'm like, no coach. <laughs> it's actually Randy's producer with Yurko. He's like, oh, how you doing? I'm like, good. I'm like, congratulations. He's like, oh, thanks, man. And I'm like, hey, um would you have any time for York today? He goes, absolutely. You know, can we do it right now? And I said, well, unfortunately York's not on until 12. It was nine I'm like, he'll be in like an hour and a half. Can we tape? And he's like, now, nah, Randy he goes, we're leaving like in 30 minutes, you know, at the airport. And I'm like, all right. He goes, I'll tell you what he goes, here's, here's the PR guy's name. He goes, I'm going to tell him, I'm going to call him right up and tell him I want, I'm coming out with Yurko later in the week. He goes, just send him an email or text him and tell him, And he'll set up a time, and I'm like, sometimes when you hear that, you're like, all right, yeah, 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 that'll never happen.
0: Think it's blowing smoke, right?
2: I sent the email, and like, I was I was not expecting to hear from that day. That night, he responded saying, "Hey, how about this time on Thursday?" And you know, I'm like, great. So you know, he came on. So and then we had him a couple other times. And here's a perfect example, guys. I send Andy Reid, two pizzas from Lumalnati's, you know, and like he freaking loved it you know, like he, you know, he, and then I sent Sean Payton after, uh, both times he came on again after they beat the bears, like after the season was done, it was great interview. So I told, I picked up afterwards. I'm like, I'm sending you more pizza coach. And he was like, awesome. So <laughs> they, they remember that, you know, and it's with 50, 60 bucks. Okay. So, but they remember that and you know, it helps build the relationship and like he, he's texting you for and he's totally right. He goes. I come out with you motherfuckers more than, more than Matt Nagy does. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. And <laughs> Nagy never comes out with us. So uh, yeah. it's good. You know, like the, it's again, I'm probably not getting those guys on. If it's not for Yurko. I, I get it. But like you build the relationship up, you know, and um, like I sent him, I said, coach read a text, this, you know, before the playoffs even started. And same with Sean Payton just wishing him luck. Um, you know, anytime Barkley comes on, I always send him a text right afterwards thanking him you know, tell him he's the best, which he is, you know, he's the absolute best. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's a, it's, it's totally changed. Like booking guests has changed, you know, the industry's changed and people, some people like don't want to hear as many guests anymore, but I still love, uh, a great interview to me is still awesome. Like, it's still like, you know, even when you can sit down and listen to some guy, you know, back and forth, it's like a conversation, three guys having a good, you know, fun conversation for 10, 15 minutes. That to me is still a lot of fun.
0: Well, we—you know—it's funny. We had a—we just before we had you come on with us, Randy. We had Kellen Davis on. Yeah, old, old Bear Chicago tight end. He oh yeah, ended. it was excellent having him on here. And I wanted to know, you know, because Devin Hester came out last year or, or earlier this year saying that Jay Cutler, yes, great, good quarterback, very, very, very good quarterback, but one of the worst teammates he's ever played with. And that would, that's what, that's, that's what Devin Hester said. And I, I asked Kellen about that. He's like, yeah, he could be a dick at times. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It was just, it was yeah. cool. Like who knows maybe just him and Devin Hester didn't have that right communication, right. but to, to have it reiterated again, he's like, yeah, he could be a dick at times. You know what I mean? It was actually cool to hear.
2: Yeah. You know? No, it's funny. because We did the We did the Cutler show for um, like three years mm-hmm. um, and I, I produced it I think for most of the, for, for two years. And like I could see it, like he was always good to me. Like he never treated me poorly at all. Like you know, I would talk to him. I didn't talk to him much during the show. Like he had to do a live read, I'd give it to him. Or I, in a break, I'd say, "Hey Jay, you know we're gonna do this coming up." He's like, "All right, cool." He loved Waddle so, and, and he liked Sylvie too. But like, um, I think, I think he, you know, Jay, Jay covered a lot because Devin, Devin never really knew where to be on the field. Right. I mean, like how many times did you see like a Moosey Muhammad? Like, no, you gotta be lined up here, dude. You know, like, So, and you know, Jay behind the scenes would say stuff to us. Like, you know, like there's a lot of stuff he had to do that no one knew about. Like, you know, and I think early on, like him and, you know, him and Brandon used to be thick as thieves. And at the end, they didn't talk to each other anymore. Like they were, it was bad, really bad. Um, I think he, you know, like he didn't have a ton of great friends. I think Kyle Long was really close with him. Matt Forte, I want to say and him, like early on I don't think they were real close, but at the end I know Jay and Matt were pretty tight. Um, but listen, um, you know, he could have owned this city. I I've, I've said this I've said this all along that he could have like if he embraced being the Bears quarterback, he was never great 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 arm, had great games, but if he embraced it he would have been a star in the city because he's got a great personality. He really does. Like, he's a funny guy. Like he's, he's got good wit, you know, he's, um, like, you know, the shows, like, I mean, I'm telling you these shows were like nothing I've ever produced in all my time. Like we, we used to get, for, like when the show was early on, it was like, you know, nine o'clock, uh, we, we, Waddle and be on from like nine to one, um, we get there like at 8 15, there'd be a line, okay, around the restaurant to get in for the Cutler show. And then these guys, all these fans would be ham boned by the time Cutler would go on the air and they'd all be screaming. <laughs> it was like better than a Ditka show. You know, and there was right, that one right. time when he th- uh, he pushed uh I'm drawing a blank on the offensive lineman. He shot Marcus Webb. Webb. Marcus Webb. And he it was that was on a Thursday night game, and Jay didn't talk. And we did the show on Tuesday. The next time he talked was our show. So it was jammed. Okay. And like every TV crew was there. We had like, you know, two, five, seven, nine Fox Comcast. They're all there ready to go. And I remember going back and saying, Jay, it's a madhouse out there, you know, like, and he was, he didn't care. He was like, whatever. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm staying strong. I, you know, he deserved to be shoved, you know, And he was, <laughs> so, you know, he didn't care. So, I mean, Um these shows were unbelievable. Like he he was I mean, it was like nothing I've ever seen. Like we did a show at the Cubby Bear North, which is no longer in existence, and they told us it was the biggest crowd they ever had. Like it was it was insane. So like and he he would do do the show, like and you'd think maybe he'd stick around for 30 minutes afterwards, sign some autographs. No. As soon as the show was done, he hightailed it out of there. Um like when Brandon Marshall filled in for him, he always would stick around, sign autographs, at least early on. Kyle Long, the same thing. He would always sign autographs. So Cutler was, you know, he was it was a uh, interesting, I and mean, it was the you know, so everyone was so excited when they signed him, when they traded for him, you know, and then just never lived up to the hype. But man, that guy had a had a great arm. Wow. Who, who,
0: in all your years doing this, Randy, you've been doing this a long time, man. Uh-huh. Who's the one guy that you were super super nervous to try and get for a
2: show? Uh try to get for try to book him in. Yeah. All right.
0: Uh... Like where you fanned out and you dorked out. Like, like I know, like, for me, like, if I were to meet – and I know I'm going to catch a lot of shit for this. I'm a big Brett Favre guy. Yeah, I have been since I've been a little guy. He's the best yeah. quarterback I've ever – he's my favorite quarterback that I've ever seen play. Right. I don't care. I'm sure I'm going to catch a lot of shit for it. Whatever. Right. All right. But if I were to have him on my show – I'd be like Chris Farley with Paul McCartney or Chris Farley with Michael Jordan. Be like, hey, remember that time that you played for the Packers? (laughs) That's what I would be like. But what's one guy that you fanned out and dorked out with trying trying to get on?
2: Well, um, you know, I've only spoken to Michael once. I told that – I think it was like my last story I did, is that I tried to get him on um, – it was after he'd retired for the last time in 98 – and we, we got a tip that they were staying all staying at the Bellagio for the because the players were getting uh, they were going to go through a lockout. So, and he was listed. So I called him up and I like my and I, I knew beforehand I couldn't just call Michael Jordan and try to get him on, right? I had to like have a hook. And the owner of our company said that this guy played golf with them every other week. So I'm like, all right, that's my hook. i my heart. I asked for his hotel room. My heart's like beating so fast. I'm so nervous. And he answers, and I'm like, Michael, it's Randy with uh, 101 Sports. How you doing, man? And he's like, Good. What do you need? And I'm like, I, I could, I'm like, could barely swallow. I'm just like so nervous. I'm, you know, I'm like, this is my, I mean, this is the, my idol, you know. And right. And I'm like, Hey, we have a mutual friend, you know. This guy, he goes, Oh yeah, uh, play golf. And Michael goes, Never heard of him. And I'm like, No, no, this guy, you play golf all the time. He's like, Never heard of him. And I'm like, oh, this is this is off to a good start. And I'm like, right. uh, hey, you got like three minutes for us uh, to talk about what's going on right now. Tape it real quickly. And he's like, no, nah, man, I'm just here helping the young guys out, giving them some advice. I don't want to I don't want to be on record with any quotes. And I'm like, Michael, just be three minutes. I promise. And he goes, nope, not going to do it. And I said, listen, I'll be honest with you. I've been in, I've been doing this for five years. I said, I get you on. I, I, I can't get any bigger. I'm done. I said, I- I'll retire. I'll go do something else. I'll go sell shoes. <laughs> I'll go work at Target. I'm done. And he laughed at that. Like, he's like, he laughed, like, legitimately, like, not just the chuck, but he was like laughing. And he goes, No, the answer is still no. And then I said, Michael, all the time you've told me no, we could have the interview be done already. And he goes, Yeah, okay. Uh, he goes, I- I've had enough. Th- you know, thanks for calling, but I- I- I'm i done. And then he hung up, and that was the end of it. But I'm like, Oh, am I? But I, I was never like, that upset because like I know I gave it my best chance and like I knew there was it was never close you know so I was like all right I shot and I missed but like that you know like talking to Michael was just awesome because he never lists himself and he never does interviews because there's no point for him to do an interview why like what you know what is he getting from right so like but I get I'm a fanboy around rhino still like Sandberg like you know Mm -hmm. I just i met him like literally met him 15 times. Okay. I mean, he's been <laughs> a bunch of times we've done like three shows with him, and I've had him on the phone, like, you know, 10 times as a guest. Um, I did this great, cool thing. Uh, you guys, you guys, have you heard of the Sandberg game?
0: You know oh yeah, had? of course. of okay. course.
2: So I had him and Bruce Suter on together, uh, talking about this, you know, talking about that game. Um, we did this thing back in 2016 when the Cubs won the world series that year, we, uh, they're about to clinch we did a thing called sit with sandberg where we had like 20 fans go to it and they all were at a suite in St. Louis and Ryan and his wife came out and, and hung out with them for the entire game and cap right. and I were doing our sh- doing our show from our affiliate in St. Louis outside of St. Louis so we didn't get there till like the 5th inning so I go like right up to him right away and I'm like hey Ryan you know I, you know Randy he's like hey good to see you again I'm like yeah I I helped set it up with your you know your agent this whole thing he's like awesome so I talked to his wife and then I'm just like fanboy again i'm like hey my son wears 23 on his travel team because of you and he's like oh that's great does he play second base i'm like no he's a lefty pitches and he plays first and he's like oh okay i'm like hey you got to tell me how bad was it in philly you know like i mean that was a disaster like they, they didn't they didn't do you any favors and he's like starts telling me the whole story about you know what happened you know with him with the phillies and but that's the one guy like i still i don't get nervous around him like but i just I'm so psyched when every time I see Rhino because that was my guy growing up. I love Rhino. You know, he was – he made everything look so easy, you know?
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's funny, man. Like, I still get fanned out and dorked out talking to you guys, you, Carmen, uh-huh. you know what I mean? It's funny because I've been listening to you guys for 15 years on the radio. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Shit yeah. longer than that. I still get yeah. fanned out and like, oh, my God, I got Randy on the show. I got Carmen right. on the show. This is going to be kick-ass. Right. wait. You know what I mean? I, I still get that way, and I hope I never become callous to it because – yeah. I like to consider you guys friends now that I've been Absolutely. doing this for so long. You know what I mean? It's Absolutely. it's a great time. It's a great time. Randy, you're going to be at the
2: 1252 Golf Outing, man? Of course.
0: It's going to be a fun time, man. It's going to be a I, fun time. I told time. you
2: that, that I played that course over the summer. Now, I I will admit that like I had like, a back issue that came out of nowhere over the summer, and that was like that morning of Water's Edge. Is it the course Yes, are talking about, right? beautiful course. So that course, um, that morning, I said to the Carmen Yurko, I said, guys, uh, and I love golf. Like, I live for golf, okay? I don't do anything. Like, I don't play basketball. I don't do anything except, like, the elliptical all year so I can play golf over the summer. Like I, I don't want to hurt, you know. <laughs> so I said to the guys, I'm like, guys, I'm in a lot of pain. I, I'm going to have to, you know, I'm out today. And they're like, you wuss. I'm to like, Merck, my back hurts me all the time. And Yurko's like, Merck, I've had four surgeries on this knee and three on this knee. You're playing. So then I'm, like, pissed that they're making me play. So, you know, and I didn't realize that you can't really walk that course, but I walked that course the first 15 holes, and I'm, like, dragging my leg. I'm in so much pain, and I could barely swing the club. And then finally, uh, Mike Thomas, who was our new boss, I jumped in his cart for the last three holes. But I I played miserable, and that course is tough. Like, if you don't drive the ball well in that course, you're, you're screwed. It's a tough I was, course. I couldn't drive the ball that day, so it wasn't fun. But I'm excited. Yeah, I can't wait to play. That's can't wait. I, I love
0: play. that course, man. And I will send you the details. Everything's getting yep. solidified now. I actually just had the meeting with the guy on, on Monday. So right. I'll send you all the details and stuff for it. It's going to be a fun time, man. I'm really, really excited to have everybody on out, come out and play. And yep. it'll be a fun time, man. Eat some hot dogs, have a few beers. You
2: yeah, know absolutely. what I mean?
0: Do Do, do what we got to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, Randy – Thank you so much for joining yeah. us again, man. Thank you for all the stories. Thank for the thank you for the Cubs and Sox talk. I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy night and coming on with us again, man. It's awesome having
2: you. All right, one one assignment for you. Next time I come on, you got to tell me who Rick McGearis is. Okay.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna Google him. I'm gonna Google him okay. as soon as this show's And Al over.
2: McGuire, Rick Al McGuire. and Al McGuire. Okay.
0: All right, Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire. Got it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. See you guys. Sounds good, Randy. It's take
4: take care, man. Take thank care. you again.
0: Randy coming out with us, man, having a blast with us. Yo, I let love me Brady. tell you this. Yeah,
4: those stories were fantastic.
0: Oh my God, the Michael Jordan story. Can, yeah, dude, I would I would dork out too if I had Michael yeah. Jordan on the phone. Like, uh, do you remember that time that you shot that ball over Elo? Yeah, yeah, that was awesome.
4: <laughs>
0: that was awesome. But, yeah, dude, talk about a great show tonight, man
4: yeah he uh Randy set, spent a lot of time with us man it was almost 45 minutes worth of of us Randy, talking with Randy. is that the man
0: dude I love yeah. Randy and I I'm not even joking you man Randy has helped me out so much on this aspect of my life yeah doing the podcasting I it's it's never been a problem for me to shoot Randy over a text and like hey Randy I need some advice how do I do this and he just straight up tells me he's like Mike you know listen I got you. You know, like when he has time, he'll get he, in. That's the thing. I'll send a text on Monday. I know how busy this guy is. He won't text me back until the next Monday, but he always texts me back. And yeah. like, it's just, just that type of camaraderie in this little network that we have here in, in social media, in this little network that we have doing podcasts and talking sports, that teamwork for everybody that he, he just gives out to, gives out to everybody. It's just unbelievable, man. I I wouldn't be doing this without Randy Merkin right now, and I I full-heartedly mean that. I really do. Randy's been awesome. Everybody at ESPN 1000 has been absolutely awesome in the aspect of how I do this show.
4: Who have we had from there? Uh, We had Carmen, (coughs) Yurko, Cap.
0: Carmen, Yurko, Cap, Randy. Uh, Shit, who else? We've had Freddie on with us. yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, we've had a lot tips. of, I've still, you know, Sil, I've talked with Sylvie on a podcast before. I've talked with Waddle on a podcast before. All those guys have been absolutely amazing to me and what I what we're doing here at 1252. I mean, as much as I, now, I would know.
4: I'll say this real quick about that golf outing. I have never in my entire life stepped foot onto a golf course, right? So, <laughs> If it's gonna be I fun. Manage, watch, it's gonna be fun watching you. It'll I might fun. just be the bartender for you guys. No, nah, no, nah, you're playing.
0: You're playing. It's gonna be a fun time, man. It's gonna be a really fun time. It's gonna be a great. It's gonna be. A, I'm gonna. I'm gonna laugh. Watching I'm gonna go you, do some rest.
4: driving ranges on my days off, and and maybe you I'll probably walk should. Or, yeah, that's it. We
0: our, our our teammate here over at Twelve Two. We've also had Mr. Mike North on the show that's right, Mike too. North, Yep. Yeah. You know, so I mean, so we've had almost everybody on. From I, I want to get Mike Thomas on here and ask him what it's like to be the big
4: dog. I, I want to I wanna talk, talk to Jay Hood.
0: I want to talk to Jay Hood
4: too. I'll talk to I, I've actually hung out with Jay Hood and had have had beers with Jay. Yeah, Hood. you told me that story. Yeah. I want to uh, for my sportcore. WrestleMania is coming up, and I know he's a big wrestling fan, so I think that'd be cool to get him on just chat about. You know, he's a big fan of the older school wrestling, like yourself. Yeah, the the uh, real wrestling, duh. Stone Cold and all that. Stone Cold's the man. I
0: was watching highlights of him today.
4: (laughs) Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Oh, hell yeah. Overrated.
0: What? No, you're – that's it. It's time to end this show. The Rock
4: was better. The
0: Rock is a dildo.
4: Triple H was better.
0: Triple H is a dildo.
4: Austin was only Austin because of Vince McMahon.
0: No, Austin was only Austin because he – he was the best, dude. The best there ever is, the best there ever will oh, that's be. That's
4: Bret Hart. Yeah, Bret I was going to say.
0: Geez, yeah, I just watched that match today. The WrestleMania, Hart, match. Uh, Austin. Hart
4: yeah, and Austin WrestleMania match. Austin WrestleMania. Yeah, that was a good match.
0: It wasn't a first blood match. It was a uh, uh, no disqualification yeah, match. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. getting super nerdy now. We're that's getting all right.
4: Super nerdy. Yo, there is a population of people in this world that are major wrestling fans, and I'm hoping to tap into that. If I get Jay Hood on to, to chat some wrestling before WrestleMania.
0: HBK you know? the goat. Bro, hey, HBK wanna, is the goat. You want to see my impersonation of uh Shawn Michaels? You ready? What? You ready?
4: Yeah. <laughs> he does have him some lazy eyes. You're right. You guys got like the same hairdo, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you That's think impressive. I'm cute. You know I'm sexy.
4: You I got you. Like, you kind of looked like Shrek a little bit there for a minute. Yeah,
0: probably. probably. You did.
4: No. You, you sounded. I'm not like going to lie, dude.
0: I, I'm not going to lie. I seriously did cry when Shawn Michaels lost the belt to The Undertaker at that WrestleMania. That broke my heart. <laughs>
4: hey, Shawn Michaels was one of my favorites to ever watch, man. Him and Triple A. Chris, you're, all right. I can't. I'll go into wrestling. I'll be on a nerd mode for the next hour and a half.
0: Well, somebody's so, already fallen asleep. Our guy, Alan. Yeah, Alan's an
4: asshole, so that's okay. <laughs> just saying I, yeah alan's a fucking asshole fuck alan alan
3: fuck still you, where's asshole. the
4: hashtag alan, alan hashtag, alan, hashtag jib Cornelison for Super Bowl anthem where yeah. is it alan you asshole the show's hey, been on for an hour and 46 minutes and i haven't seen a tweet
0: about it i know right really quick guys that that interview for from uh randy Mercant from over at ESPN 1000 was brought to you guys by our guy over here at twelve to two, John Darren in the Coldwell Banker Real Estate Group. I'm going to play them really quick, and we're going to wrap this puppy on up. So here we go.
3: Hi, I'm Jonathan Darren, licensed real estate broker with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group in Homer Glen. Are you looking to buy or sell? Have you been disappointed in the past? The Jonathan Darren team with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group focuses on providing you with a concierge level of service during the process of buying or selling. We are a service oriented team with a fresh and professional approach to selling real estate. Our goal is to combine knowledge, skills, and passion to exceed our clients' expectations and, most of all, we truly care. We are a knowledgeable real estate team focused on offering expertise and innovative solutions for our clients. The Jonathan Darren team has five full-service real estate brokers and a dedicated full-time marketer servicing all of Chicagoland. We will customize a detailed plan around your timeline for a sale, purchase, investment, estate, or other needs. Real estate transactions can be stressful, but don't need to be. Let us handle it for you. Visit our website, homesbyjdt.com, or call seven zero eight. 308 1938 today. Expect better in real estate. Choose the Jonathan Darren team.
0: And there it is. Our guy Jonathan Darren over at Coldwell Bank of Real Estate. If you guys are looking to buy a home in Illinois, he is the guy to go to to find your new home for you, yourself and your new family. He's the man. He is absolutely unbelievable at what he does, so make sure you guys give him a yell. But Angelo, man, how about this, bro? That was a great show, man. Great show.
4: It was it was a good show, fun show, a lot of good stories from Merck. It was awesome having Kellen Davis on. Yeah, Dr. It, Cherry. Well, he doesn't he like did. that. saying.
0: He, so. he deflowered me. He deflowered he, 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 Kellen Davis deflowered me live on air tonight. He was my only, only player thus far, besides Jericho. You know, I did. Trying to, say,
4: to, I'm trying to work on Andy Dalton here. Andy,
0: and the, the, Red Bro- the, Red the Red Rocket, Mr. Boner,
4: the Red Rocket.
0: We're just gonna get the clip from.
4: We get the clip from uh, South Park. Isn't there like a Red Rockets episode where they're? uh, If you haven't watched it, kids, go out and watch it.
0: Mr. Boner, Mr. Boner, Andy Dalton. But I know, man. Let's let's end this bad boy. We've had a long night, man. We've had two great guests. Again, a special thank you to Kellen Davis. Uh, uh, Great having him on here tonight. It was absolutely awesome. I loved talking to him. He's doing some kick-ass stuff out there. Him and John, man, selling houses, doing their thing. Yep, doing their thing. And then a special thank you again to over uh, over at Randy Merkin at ESPN One Thousand, ESPN Chicago, coming out with us, telling all those amazing stories about all the all the craziness that he's done over the past couple of years over his career, trying to book guests. Now we know what it's like, man. It's a pain in the ass. We got to get there. We'll get there. We're getting there, Angelo. We're getting That's there. That's right. All right. We ask so, the tough questions here, Angelo. We ask the tough questions here. If that's you're a true. righty or you're a lefty, and if you can still jerk it off, that's the tough question. And you know what? He answered it. He answered it.
4: I don't know if he answered it.
0: I don't think he did, to be honest. I don't honest know if he did. And we ask the tough questions like, did you really eat 98 hot dogs in two minutes? Those
4: Those are the the, tough that's ones. some hard hitting journalism.
0: Those are the tough ones, man. And that's we right. do it here at 1252 Sports because you know what? We're fucking professional,
4: <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't go that far. I can't even say
0: that with a straight face. <laughs> We're professional here, Angelo. That's what we are. All right? But you know what? Here professional we
4: go, jerk-offs. That's what we are.
0: <laughs> professional dipshits here at Twelve right. Sports Entertainment, guys. And thank you guys for coming on with us and hanging out with us all night, hanging out with Kellen and hanging out with Randy. It was a great thank you guys for all your questions and stuff like that. It was great. Sorry I didn't get to a lot of them. We were talking like crazy.
4: Still and doing that, the uh, the follower thing for 1252 <laughs> and the sports. Yeah. Yes. For, get, uh, get Angela
0: Twitter. to 200 followers and you will get yourself one. One of you guys will get a free copy of MLB The Show, the new game that's coming out here with Tatis on the cover. So get him to 200 followers. Make sure you guys are doing that. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited for our, our next week's show. And then we got Friday here we got coming up. We got our, our guy Vince and Turtles. Vince and uh, uh, Andrew coming on with Turtles takes. I know. I, I I always get confused between him and Alan. I always I always fuck it up. I called
4: Alan. I called Andrew Allen last Wednesday, and I knew it wasn't Alan. And I was like, that's why I call you Tar Bill because if I try to say Andrew, right. I'll say Alan.
0: That's why I've been calling him Drew. That's why I've been calling him Drew.
4: Yeah, I just call him T T bags. That's what we call
0: T bag. Hey yo, T bag. Hey, teabag tar belt. Tea hey, bag. is it time of teabag tar belt? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, those guys got a, a great show coming up on Friday night. Yo, hey,
4: didn't Allen win the raffle for the foursome for golf?
0: He did win a foursome for so golf. So,
4: I've never golfed before. So, what better practice than to have Allen take you, me, him, and Vince and Andrew have to fight to figure out who, which one of them goes? And that would be we, a lot of we fun. Shoot man. Some golf. What we play? Some golf. We we. What do they say? We run that golf. I don't know what they say when they go golfing.
0: Four, Four. especially Four. in your case when you're fucking hitting the ball all over the place. Bro,
4: I'm gonna tell you what. It's gonna be the most embarrassing time of my life trying to keep up with you guys, and it's gonna go absolutely awful. So you'd be all right, dude. You got. I'll this. be the guy in the stories where they're like, yeah. It was fucking outrageous. This one guy couldn't hit the ball anywhere. What's that? was that thinking cap.
0: <laughs> I think this is in regards to the teabag tarbill. Yeah, quote.
4: teabag tarbill. Let's make a shirt.
0: <laughs> teabag tarbill and his and his wife karate chops. <laughs> <laughs> his wife full blown, like punched my buddy right in the face the other day.
4: I wasn't there for that. You missed
0: it. Like his nose is all crooked. It was all broken. He was bleeding from the face. So then I told her, I told Tarbell, I was like, "Dude, I'm like your old lady's new name is Karate Chaps." <laughs> and so I think she keeps on listening, and she listens to our show, and I, every time I say it, she just tells me to go fuck myself. <laughs> so we got that going for us. All right, let's get the hell out of here, man. It's way past our, it's way past my bedtime, bro. Yeah. I gotta pee. All I gotta right. pee, and I need to smoke. So.
4: All right. Well, then uh, we'll see you next week.
0: We are out of here, guys. Make sure you guys tune in on Friday. Thank you again to all of you out in the chat. And thank you again to uh, Kellen Davis. And thank you again to Randy Merck. And we will see you guys next week. You guys be good and take care. Until then, we're out of here. We'll see you then.
2: Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, Jedi. Goodbye.